At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Welcome in to Stack in the Box right here live on Radio Row. Right here in Las Vegas, Sterling Holmes, my guy Malcolm, a unified coverage, fan-sided and special Olympics. Malcolm, how are you? I am doing exceptionally uh, well today. Uh, Sterling, how about you? I'm doing well, man. How was your, uh, you had a little fun little dinner going to Carmine's, huh? Yeah, dinner uh, last night at Carmine's was, was uh, phenomenal. We had Italian, it was family style, it was a uh, it was very fun, you know, had a had a exceptional time with all, you know, with everybody from Special Olympics, you know, on the team and uh, it was fun. Awesome, man. Really happy for you. How was the how was the U2 uh, concert last night? Yeah, it was nuts, man. I went to the U2 concert at the Sphere and um, unlike anything I've ever seen and probably will see ever again, <laughs> it is the most futuristic. The best way to describe it is imagine having the yeah. highest definition TV that is all around you. Absolutely. And your chair moves, your chair vibrates, yeah. you have um, sound coming mm -hmm. every different angle. I, oh, yeah. It's, it, it, you get flustered almost because, like, you have not witnessed something like this before. Now it's interesting right. trying to see. Mm -hmm. What's a concert going to look like without all this stuff going on behind Exactly, you? behind the scenes, you know? Now, now, I will say, I'm not the biggest U2 guy, and if you're not the, the biggest U2 fan, you don't have to be. Right. You don't have to be to see something like this. This was a, um, a very cool experience for anyone Absolutely. who is Absolutely. almost the... The sphere is first. Right. U2's in the background. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, speaking of yesterday... Um, out of all the guests we did yesterday, uh, who stood out to you yesterday? Man, there were so many great ones. So many great ones. Justin Pugh was so much fun, right? Yeah. The Giants offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Him going from off the couch to all of a sudden, all of a sudden now he's playing. Yeah. Um, man, there were a lot of good ones. Honestly, I, I think at the very end of the day, uh, Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett, they were great with Bounty. Nice. Um, it's always nice when when they're, they know the catchphrase of the, of the company they're, they're, they're working with, you know? So, so it was really fun. I, I started, and Miles Garrett finishes it as we're, we're crushing some wings right yes. here. That was a good time. Uh, what about you, man? What, what was your favorite? I loved Puka Nakua yesterday. I loved Michael Panix Jr. yesterday. Yeah. Justin Pugh, unbelievable yesterday. Got to, got to shake his hand yesterday. He's like, 
you look like an offensive lineman almost, you know, with my, you know, the way I was just um, shaking his hand yesterday. You're a tackle, because, yeah. see, you're, you're in shape, so you're a tackle. You're on the outside. You're the athletic, movable tackle. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's the I'm hands. Very it's the hands right there. Yeah. You know, very, uh, very uh, big uh, basketball hands I have here. A couple of questions slash comments to get to. Phantom says, good morning, Chiefs Kingdom. Good morning. Uh, Jalen Butler says, you two are doing a hell of a job. Keep it up. Love the insight on Media Row. Hey, thank you, Jalen. Always appreciate you. We have a whole bunch of folks coming your way today. We'll be joined by Mike Golick Sr. and... Michael Jr. Yeah, they'll be joining us around 8 a.m. this morning. Emmett Smith will be joining us as well. We got Fa Drew Brees on the, uh, you know, um, on the docket today. We have uh, Saquon Barkley, Lisa Kearney. Um, so it's going to be amazing uh, here, you know, here here at uh, here at the road today. And looking forward to, uh, you know, to, to what surprises we have in store. We also got Kurt Warner and also uh, C.J. Stroud too. Yeah, I mean, it is going to be an absolutely packed day. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, it's picking up, man. Yeah. You know, you know, Tuesday was you ease into it, right? Right. Tuesday you ease into it. Monday night was all pretty much the opening night. That was crazy. Yeah, it was. But you're you're fine. It's 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 confined in a but, couple hours. But now you have today. You know, you you have today and you have tomorrow. Today, you know, today's going to be you know even crazy because we're we're what four days away from the big game. Yeah. So we are getting. Close, yeah. Very close. Very close. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, I cannot wait. Again, as someone who grew up in Kansas City. Yeah. As someone who has grown up loving and watching and ingesting sports media, right? Like every right. morning, Sports Center's on. Every morning, you're watching um, a sports show as a kid. For me, yeah. this is a a dream come true. It's it's, it's funny. I tried talking myself in because we knew we were going to the Super Bowl and Radio Row. Uh, well in advance, right? Yeah. Well before we knew who was going to be playing in it. Exactly. And, and so I'm, I'm sitting here laughing, going, talking to myself, well, the Chiefs aren't in it. Maybe it's even better. Yeah. But guess what, Malcolm? The Chiefs are in. The Chiefs are in it. And your team's in it. Yeah, the Niners are in it, too. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's just good. We, we got uh, we got Mike Golick Senior and Junior. Um, it's a family affair, yeah. baby. Can, can we get a? Can we get like some? What's it? Slide the family stone playing in the background for you guys walking around. You know. <laughs> yeah, we, we travel around together. We're getting to the point where he's just gonna have to start carrying me around. Yeah. <laughs> How you guys doing? We're doing, doing well. Today? Doing well. Doing very well. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, obviously, you guys are here uh, on behalf of Sugarlands Distilling Company. Um, a new. New, new, new something coming out right here, huh? Yeah, you know, so we, Sugarlands has been phenomenal. Um, they're out of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. They're making like like the sipping cream and, and vodka and some whiskeys. And they have they've been a sponsor for the Golick Family Foundation golf tournament for the last couple of years. And then they said, hey, how about, uh, you know, our 10th anniversary is coming up March 9th. You know, birthday cakes is, is kind of along with a birthday. So why not a birthday cake? with the Golix as the brand ambassador. So we were like, cake and birthday? Uh, we're, we're, we're good with that. So, so that's going to be coming out. Uh, Sugarlands.com is where you can check them out. Sugarland Shine, at Sugarland Shine is where they are on Twitter and on Instagram. So pretty cool thing, right? We knocked a few back at the golf tournament with yeah. them and started oh, yeah. putting cake in a blender, and then yeah. Yeah. the rest yeah. was sort of history there. We feel realized we stumbled onto some gold, and so now everyone else gets to taste the beauty that we were a part of the birth of there. <laughs> we literally did put cake in a blender. 
We, he's not kidding. We put cake on the blender, and that's how we came up with it. So idea. I'm assuming the putts weren't falling. A lot of three putts on the, on the, in the golf tournament. You're like, you know what? We got to find something to, uh, oh, to get right. It's the story of every charity golf tournament <laughs> where early on, if you got a group that's serious golfers, mm -hmm. you try and see, hey, is this going to be our day? Are we going to shoot low? And then about hole six, seven, yeah. you make that decision. All right, we're going to turn back to the drink cart another time here and just start to enjoy the rest of our day. It, it's Snap Hook Central over here. Exactly. Like, who, who's the better golfer? Oh, it's, it, it's dad. It, this happened, yeah. a recent phenomenon, probably around the pandemic. We were doing the morning show at ESPN with Trey Wingo. My dad caught the bug. We had never belonged to a country club. We had never been real golfers. My dad shot mid-90s drunk or sober and then decided <laughs> he wanted to golf four times a week and become someone who actually could hit the ball straight more often than not. Right. Mike hits it better than I do. Uh, he's way more limber than I am. He does Pilates. Oh, yeah. Good. I'm a yoga man. Are you? Yeah. See, he does yeah. that as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So my flexibility, I, I need a new shoulder and a new knee, so the flexibility is not there. So I don't hit it far. Mike hits it incredibly far, but you have zero idea where it's going to go. No, yeah, you do. Way right. Way, way, way right it's going to go, yeah. And then it's just, we, we have more golf balls in our bag than anybody else because we just, we don't bother going to look for them. We just hit another one. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mike, see, I would love to ask you, like, is, was it easier to raise your son growing up? Easier? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, listen, Ray, the tougher part, you know, in playing sports all my life is mm -hmm. I could control what went on the field. I could control right. everything. Watching my kids, Mike uh, played at Notre Dame and then and there was in a couple camps in the NFL. Jake played at Notre Dame. My son, my daughter swam at Notre Dame. It is way more difficult and nerve-wracking to watch your kids perform yeah. right. than me performing right you know because i could control it when i'm sitting in the stands i can't control anything you just live and die with every single play your kids are out on whatever field they're on and i know every parent understands that so it's uh it's it that part was nerve-wracking but working with them has been fantastic i'll say this i had to listen to them back then <laughs> Now he doesn't sign the paycheck, so I have a little bit more Freeman leeway to work now. More autonomy now. He doesn't get to pull the line Absolutely. that he loved to pull back in the day, which was any time I, you know, sort of push back, he'd go, look up. You see that? That's the roof I put over your head. Here's what he didn't like, or Jake, is they would play their games on Saturday, and on Sunday I would take him down into our – film room and we'd break down tape they oh, were like man. dad we're oh, in high man. school what, what are we doing here i said listen you have goals we're gonna do this and you're gonna listen so i you know i i, I can't wait to do it with the grandkids hey well you guys are in in your prime who's winning the pass rush set Who, who's who's winning that oh he would he beat me because I, I played nine years in the NFL and I had 11 and a half sacks. Yeah. Some say that's bad. <laughs> I say it's consistent. I say you lasted a long time. A, a yeah, it's a, it's a little thing. A, a little, little thing. A little over one a year I thought was consistent. Now my brother Bob played 14 years. He couldn't rush the passer either. Right. We would have a competition every year on who had the most sacks. If you got one, you had a commanding <laughs> lead. So I think Mike would be able to pass block me. Pass, block, pass blocking, I'd probably have him. Run stopping, that probably would have been a little bit tougher there. That was the, the, that was the secret sauce for the old man there. When, you're next, when you got Reggie White and Jerome Brown and Clyde and all those guys, they're going to get after yeah, the passer. We absolutely. need someone to honor right. the run yeah, in the yeah. middle of all this. you gotta, you got to them, let them pad their stats. That's what it was. You were right. letting them pad Good teammate. Yeah. Good teammate. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, 
and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Mike Sr., was there a player in your career that was the toughest you had to go up against? Oh, yeah, there was a couple. Um, and we just talked to him yesterday on our show. It was Anthony Munoz, who I consider the greatest left tackle of all time. Mm-hmm. I played against Mike Webster, Hall of Fame center, Dwight Stevenson, Hall of Fame center. Right. So there were a number of players that took turns beating me on the football field. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you think you're brought up with the thought, I tried to teach that to my kids as my dad to me. You, you mm-hmm. think you're going to win every play. I'm going to win every play. And then you lose a play, I'm going to win the next play. And then you lose a play. Lost a lot of plays to those guys. So I played, played against a lot of Hall of Famers, a lot of great players. Did you always know you wanted to follow in your dad's footsteps? Because I actually had my mom, I'm not going to talk about her very much, but she did sports or she did radio in Kansas City for a long time. I was like, I'm not doing radio. I'm done. I'm, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have my own path here. And the next thing I know, I go, I'm not going to lie, free concerts? That was pretty fun. You know, uh, being on air, that's, that's pretty fun. Did you always know you wanted to, to do something like this, or was it a fortuitous route as well? No, I, I think this is something I always knew I wanted to do. I always tell people, you know, Dad played in the NFL for nine years, but I was so young when that went on. I was born in the middle of his career, and by the time I could really have memories, most of them were of him as a broadcaster. It was getting to go around when he was calling college football games uh, and calling college football bowl games. It was seeing the growth of Mike and Mike from that bird's eye view. And so all of that combined with the fact that I always said I was a chubby kid that liked to talk a lot. So football (laughs) and then talking about football was a pretty logical career path that I needed to make work because my skills outside of that were lacking. So uh, yeah, and I naturally held court in the locker room. I like talking to people. I like engaging about the sport. And so it always felt like a natural spot how can I make talking about a game that's been so good to me the thing that I get to do and thankfully I had a pretty good roadmap for how to get that done (laughs) so Mike Jr um share your experience um at Notre Dame what was that like it was awesome I I mean I grew up I I think more so than anything and I've realized this now I wanted to play football more at Notre Dame than I wanted to you know play in the NFL it's not to say that wasn't a goal it's not to say I wasn't disappointed I didn't play in the NFL but I had always lionized that gold helmet because I looked and I saw all right look at what that place did for my mom and dad look at what it made them as far as the people that they are my mom went to St. Mary's which is the all-women's college right next to Notre Dame that's where her and my dad met and that's where our whole family has really called home for my entire life and so 
getting to go from seeing it through their eyes and seeing it as an outsider to then getting to go and have that place be my home for a little while and to meet so many of my friends that I'm still close with and to learn about myself as a football player and as a young man. It was uh, uh, the greatest experience I could have ever asked for at that place. And, you know, you, you would have loved to have won a few more games and some stuff like that. But I think at the end of the day, as time goes on, that stuff becomes so secondary to all of the things you learned and the people that you came across there. Awesome. I know you used to host the lighter side of sports. You, you've done a lot, yes. but the lighter side of sports. I remember when I was young and growing up, um, you know, you'd watch on TV, and that was always fun as a kid. You're like, oh, hell yeah, someone's going to get <laughs> – someone's doing something they shouldn't be doing. That was a lot of fun. When I got approached to do that, and what made it more fun is a couple of years we shot all the shows in Hawaii, so there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. getting a, a trip to Hawaii. But to be able to kind of prank other, you know, guys that were my peers at that point when I was playing and do some of that stuff, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But unfortunately, I got known for that show, so whenever I was doing a show and brought on someone from the NFL, they were a little leery. They were like, okay, something's going to happen to me. I don't know what, but something's going to happen. Um, I want to also talk about, well, actually, really quickly, we have a couple of comments right here. Um, are you a Swifty at all? Do you oh, know any Taylor Swift? Oh. Uh, I've been known to dabble a little bit, yes. Dabble a little bit. I had a great flashback. Obviously, we're in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. We're right yeah. connected to the Delano where you can go out and walk across to Allegiant from here across the bridge. Yep. And I had a flashback. The first Taylor Swift concert I saw of the three times I went on the Eras Tour this last year oh, wow, was wow. here in Las Vegas. And so I walked past there, and I remember it was, it was March. So peak March Madness. So you have all the sports bettors over there in the books, <laughs> and then me and a bunch of women between 16 and 40 wearing sequins all mashed up so it's a bunch of backwards basketball jerseys and sequins oh, so. i didn't know if you were wearing sequins too I like felt, maybe on the jersey bedazzle them or something oh uh, i i was i was jealous i righted a wrong so here i felt underdressed i was a little bit more folklore evermore era sure and so by sure. the time i went and saw her in los angeles i had the sequins i had 1989 i was ready to go <laughs> yeah because they're asking if you could uh assign a swift album to each team What's the album? Oh, okay. All right. That's a, that's a great question here. I would say at this point right now, we've seen this week become a big storyline for the Chiefs. Is are they the villain now? Yeah. People think that, all right, they're the team that everyone's pushing back on. Right. We did think Taylor was going to announce the re-release of Reputation at the Grammys, and that didn't happen. She announced a new album, but the Chiefs feel like they're in their Reputation era right now. Mm -hmm. Everyone's kind of against them a little bit. They're brash. They're fine being the bad guy for everyone, and they're looking forward to that. How the about the Niners? The 49ers are a little bit tougher one here, so let's think about this. You've got a quarterback who's a bit of an underdog right now who's been able to survive that role. You've got a guy who's come up short a little bit over and over again here. I'll go, I'll say this one should be 1989 for the 49ers because this should be their year. 1989 was a big one for oh, Taylor, yeah. one of her best albums yeah, here. Was. And the way this album, this team has come together, the way this roster is built up to this moment, it feels like it should be their time. Did you both have a favorite guest in your career that, um, that was your favorite? Oh, uh, I mean, for the couple of decades doing this, I, and I think it's everybody's favorite guest when they get him is Charles Barkley. I mean, he is, <laughs> yes. dude will say whatever he wants to say, and he is funny. And I've known him when I played with the Eagles. He was with the 76ers. I've mm -hmm. known him for a few decades. Great guy. We get along very well. and Just a phenomenal guest. I lived in Philly for three years. Favorite cheesesteak spot. You got one? 
you know, Geno's and Pat's always talked about, but that's oh, commercial. That's, that's, I know. That's it's commercialized. <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember the names of them, but there were more than a few that I, I rarely went to those two. Right but on. we always stopped. There was one, and I don't remember, right by our facility before we would go to our away games. And we yeah. would get eight or nine Philly cheesesteaks and take them on the plane with us going to our away game. And then when I was with the Dolphins my last year in 93, we went to play in Philly. Yeah. And I had a bunch delivered to our, our nightly meeting before the game for my Dolphin nice. teammates. Sure. So, yeah, a big fan, big fan. What about you? F- favorite, uh, favorite person guest, you've, favorite you've guest, interviewed uh, in your career? Favorite, so the, oh, the coolest one I was a part of, and I forget if I was even like in on this interview or not, but when Dad and Greeny were still doing the show, they had Magic Johnson on, mm-hmm. and I always say there is no one that's ever made me feel cooler by proximity than Magic Johnson. <laughs> People talk about that smile and him as the face of an organization. Magic Johnson walks in and daps you up and throws that smile. You feel like you are 10 foot tall and bulletproof in that moment. And I just, I'll never forget the energy that he yes. brought to a room was really larger than life. There is no other way to describe it. The most, the, the coolest guest, a guy who just exudes it that yeah. we had on set was Snoop Dogg. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. just exudes a different, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. But he's just—he <laughs> could just read a regular sentence, and it's just cool. Yeah. yeah. So he—he he was a lot of fun as well. As we look towards the Super Bowl, obviously, what are you guys looking at? You, you kind of pointed to the Niners finally getting over the hump here. Is that—is that where you're where you're, where you're leaning is right now? It's not my pick. I actually I picked against the Kansas City Chiefs in the last two rounds, and I got made to look like a fool. And so I said, no matter what happens this week, I'm not going to let that happen again. I think the Kansas City Chiefs do win this game. I know they're underdogs going into this one, and if both teams were to play their absolute best game that their roster's capable of, the 49ers would absolutely win that game. I just don't know if we've seen it, and I don't know if at this point now I can expect them to just pull that when the last few weeks have looked like a little bit more of a struggle. I think the Chiefs are a lot more sure of their identity in the postseason. They have become a ground-and-pound team that's going to win with defense mm-hmm. and then let Patrick Mahomes slam the door shut when they need it most, and I think they're going to be able to get that done again. What about you, Mike Sr.? I can't make a pick. I'm working the game right. for Westwood 1, yeah. so I'll be working the sideline, so that would be very unprofessional yes. to, to yeah, pick one, so I won't do that. Of course. But I do think that this game will be decided on the defensive side of the ball. I know we talk about all the offensive firepower and Pat Mahomes, but I think these defenses have been playing well. Maybe San Francisco against the run, not so much in the playoffs, but I think they can shore that up. So I go defense, going to control this game. I'm actually really rooting for, obviously Kansas City, I'm a Chiefs guy right here. Yeah. But but when yeah. it comes to Kyle Shanahan, I'm really rooting for him as, as, as a guy to get over the hump because it almost is Andy Reid-esque, where you were known as his offensive genius for so long, but then all of a sudden you stall out in the big games, and then it gets you get the, the stigma of, can he ever get right. it done? Right, and he just can't get over the hump. And so uh, for him, I, I think he's a great head coach. I think once he gets over the hump, the floodgates open, as we've seen with Andy Reid. So right. I'm kind of rooting for Kyle Shanahan, not in this game, right. but hopefully going yeah. forward. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> He, uh, uh, Kyle and John Lynch, I think, are, are, bo- are both under pressure here. They have the best roster in the NFL, but they haven't gotten the brass ring yet. They haven't yeah. been at the top of the mountain, right. so I think they need to close that deal. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr., again, with Sugarlands Distilling Company, uh, the birthday cake sipping yes. cream. I know I'm trying that one on the golf Good. course. Hey, again, does, does it help me? Not three putt, or do you think the three putts might might come out if I start? I play much better after a whole lot of that stuff. See, everyone listening, that's what yeah. you do. If you're, yeah. if you're a bad golfer, yep. you get the Sugarlands Distilling Company, Boom. and you, Boom. Get the, you get the, 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 the birthday, birthday cake, cake right sipping there. cream, and you will play out of your mind. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Really you appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks. You got it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.
Man, I see, as a man who three putts a lot, I think I really need this to help my game. Might add a couple yards as well, the old driver. What's what do you think, best, Malcolm? What's the best score you got in golf? 77. 77. Uh, 93 was my best score I got. I played with a with a, with a buddy. actually. Yeah, I played with a buddy of mine, uh, you know, uh, one of one of my uh, local media contacts, uh, Matt Ling, we played. Um, we played um, on my birthday, and we actually tied. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very competitive. We, you know, we lost some shots, you know, along the way. You know, you know, we hit some good ones and some bad ones, but it was all clean fun. I, big golf guy. There's a, there's actually a PXG setup over there. I've been really yeah. trying to hit the sticks over there, but I have blisters on my feet, Malcolm. I'm a little nervous. A little nervous about. Little nervous uh, about it. About get, I don't want to shank one, man. Like all these people around, I don't want to shank one. I don't think you're gonna shank one. I don't think so either. I mean, it, 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 but if you just keep nerve wracking, just keep your eye, you know, on, you know, on where your feet are, and just make sure you know your feet is level where the ball is. And all you gotta do is something and just hit it up in the eye. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Savannah, thank you for that question about the Taylor Swift stuff. I had no idea that that Mike Golick Jr. was uh, as big of a Swifty. Um, very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I, w I was, I was concerned that when he said. Um, you know, 1989, 1989 that he's yeah. going with the Niners, Nurse. but it sounds like you can't go against Mahomes he, in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, question here from Sean. What are their thoughts on Chris Jones? Uh, I apologize as far as their thoughts on Chris Jones, um, but as far as our thoughts on Chris Jones, um, you're going to have a lot on his plate, man. He's going to be double teamed maybe every single play yeah. with the occasional triple team. Yep. When, when you look at Charles Aminahu going down, um, he was a guy who also won early. When you look at Charles Aminahu, he yeah. was a guy who was helping Chris Jones at right. times get a little more one-on-one -on -one action. Now, I love George Karloftis. Love Karloftis. Mm -hmm. But he's not typically known as a guy who wins quick, right? So he's, he's a motor Aminahu, guy. Though. No, he's not Aminahu. They have different styles. So I'm sitting yeah. here going, Chris Jones is going to have to have a great game going up against double and the occasional triple team. But again, I've said since we got here on Sunday, George Karloftis for me has to be the X factor. He has to yeah, win and right. he has to win he has quick. To win, he, ha he has to win the one-on-one -on -one matchups, you know, um, you know, for uh, Kansas City, you know, on the defensive side, you know, you know, you know, to take the pressure off Chris Jones. So that way Chris Jones won't be triple team or double teamed, you know, in the game on Sunday. Yeah, because I mean, when you look at it, I love Mike Dana. Mike Dan is not necessarily a guy yeah. that I'm uh, sitting here going, I'm counting on him to right. make some game-changing plays. I like right. Mike Dan. Great rotational piece. But now if he's getting thrust into the starting role, because when we saw Charles Aminahu go down, it wasn't just him getting an uptick in snap count. Right. We also saw a massive uptick for Turk Wharton, who's a little bit of an inside-outside guy. Um, losing Charles Aminahu and the versatility that he possesses, I, again, going back to that question, I think makes Turk Chris Wharton Jones. having a big impact for Kansas City, though? Not really. I, 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 I think he's, again, one of those depth pieces, um, a guy who can play a little bit inside and out. Right. But, um, again, I, I don't think I would, I would count on, on him. If he does, you take that. that, 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 right. that, that that's, uh, that, again, with, with, with um, the Golics right there, that, that's that birthday cake sipping cream. That, that's yeah. the extra. That, that's that, the on top. Right. right. That's the icing on the cake. But, but you're not going to count right, on that. Right, exactly. So that's where I'm at right there. Uh, looking to see right now some news around the NFL. Uh, Tom Brady says he was surprised Bill Belichick wasn't hired for a head coaching I saw job. That. Were you surprised? Uh, I really wasn't, you know, in a sense of, you know, you know if, he doesn't get a, if he doesn't get an assistant coach job, 
Oh, he's not going to take an assistant coach job. You're, you're, you're not Bill Belichick taking an assistant coach job. It'll be the first time since 1975 he hasn't had a coaching job. That is incredible. Yeah, 1975. That is That's a 23 plus 25. That is 48 years. 48 years, you know, in, in the make if he does not get an assistant coach job. And I don't think he's going to get one. 48 years ago, 1975, you said? Yeah, 75. Man, Led Zeppelin was in their prime yeah, back 75. then. Yep. I mean, that, that's how far back you get. The Who, yeah. Rolling Stones. I, I just don't see Belichick getting hired by anybody because, you know, like, because we talked about this all week long, uh, Sterling, you know, that if he gets hired by one team, he's going to want to take over. Yeah. And I just don't see teams jumping the gun to get Belichick. Just like Brady, you know, in 2020. I, Nobody was taking Brady, but the only team that took a chance on him was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the and issue. He won, and he won the Super Bowl, too. I think the issue is with Bill Belichick, he's, he's, uh, obviously up there in age, as we yeah. mentioned, he's been coaching 48 straight years there. Right. Um, he would have to go to a team that's ready to compete and win now. Yeah. And the issue is those teams aren't really looking for head coaches. Right. So, so you're sitting here going, is he going to go to an organization that's rebuilding? The only real spot I thought was making some sense was the Chargers because they at least have the quarterback situation right. figured out and the roster is fairly talented. What? Would you see him get an assistant coaching job there? No, I, 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 I don't, I don't see him taking an assistant coaching job. I, I just, I, I would be um, beyond shocked. Yeah. Um, also, some news around the NFL. Vast majority of players in the union want to play on natural grass versus turf, according to NFLPA Executive Director Lloyd Howell. So, He's, what's your, so, so, so what's your thoughts on, on, on natural turf versus you know versus grass like what's your thoughts on that i am going with the players baby you are i'm going with the players 92 percent 92 percent of the players union wants grass um i think the kickers <laughs> might be the eight percent right there i think the special teamers eight <laughs> percent those, those might be the eight percent right there yeah um because they, they they've had some data now Right. And the data collected by the union showed er, uh, injuries occurring at a slower rate on natural grass fields as and opposed earth to turf. turf. And I know they've tried this hybrid where it's, um, and they actually used the hybrid in Germany. Um, but it's just a very unique situation. I, I, I know it's difficult. I know places like down here in a, um, the southwest corner of the United States, you know, yeah. Arizona, yeah. Uh, Las Vegas, Las they Vegas. grow the natural grass outside and move it in. And that's even a little bit of a different style of grass but at the end of the that day actually help the kicking game in a sense natural grass you know like for the kickers like you know just you know just when they place the you know the ball so that way you know they have some room to kick in a sense i i, I think turf is what those guys because because the natural uh progression of, of of grass over the course of a game it gets marred it gets cut up next right. thing you know you might be kicking out of a sand trap uh if it's turf most likely it's going to be great. But again, for the players, that's what we want. We want the players. 92% of the union said they want grass. Um, I think for the NFL, you have to go by the wishes oh, of the oh, product, oh, of, oh, of, the of what makes the, you money. <laughs> right. And the NFL you know, is a billion-dollar sports league, just like, just like the NBA, just like the NHL, just like, MLB, just like Major League Baseball, just like all the major sports leagues. It's all about the money. Yeah. Uh, Emmett Smith will be here in just a moment. A uh, couple of questions in the chat I want to get to, or comments, if I will. Uh, Doug and KC says, or KS, sorry, you're in Kansas, not KC necessarily. Uh, I got the stash going. You like it. Thank you, Doug and KC. I appreciate you. 
Um, and then Savannah saying, hey, I remember Turk absolutely booking it to the sideline, chasing Jalen Hurts in last year's Super Bowl. Whole step up. Um, yeah, man. I, again, love Turk Warden. I hope the best for him. I'm just saying, me personally, I you don't, don't know. An impact. No, I'm not saying not an impact. I'm not just saying I'm not. I'm just, not. You don't think not he's counting. Not counting on him. Right. To do You're that. not relying on him. I, I got you. I got you, sir. I get it. We'll be joined by Emmett Smith in just a, a moment, moment here. here, man. I always like talking to Emmett. He is I such love talking a. To him. I, I talked to him last year. Yeah, such a good dude. He is. Um, such an interesting perspective too when you talk to a. Well, let's, let's say it, the greatest running back of all oh, time. Absolutely. Especially in an era where it's such a pass-happy league. Right. It's interesting getting perspective of guys who um, played the running back, you know, played the position and just and just picking his brain of, you know, what's the position, you know, you know, like now compared to when he played. That's yeah. what I love about that. Yeah, it's it just so unique, right. so different. And every time you talk to him, uh, just an absolute – Joy. So he'll be joining us in just, just a, a moment. moment. Can't uh, wait for that. As far as uh, some more comments on the uh, on the YouTube sports medicine sports medicine perspective, Dad is clear that natural grass Here is safer. I am with now. you. What's up, Emmett Smith? Doing, joining Emmett? us right I'm now. I'm good. Uh, How are you guys doing? Awesome. Good, Emmett. Excellent. Doing very well. I know. Obviously, you're here with Narcan as yes. well. I know it's it's near and dear. Um, personally, as well. Um, my mom grew up in a very small town. Every time we go back there, you see signs. Narcan is a right. very important thing. I think more people need to understand and know about uh, what Narcan is and yes. what it can do. Yes. Can you talk more about it? Please? Well, Narcan uh, can actually revive a person that may have suffered an opioid overdose if we get it in into them in time enough. Yeah. Uh, so the nasal spray itself is a very powerful nasal spray that can preserve a person's life. That's the whole mission. Yeah. That's why we're talking about opioid overdoses and awareness of mm -hmm. this. And uh, so with emergency and myself spreading the word out there that this is something that we all can use or have on us because we never know when an opioid situation might occur. Yeah. So be prepared and being ready, ready to rescue is what we're talking about. That's what this is all about. It's about spreading awareness and making sure that people understand opioid overdose is not necessarily pill form. It can be fentanyl. It can be any of those things mm -hmm. which can hurt anybody accidentally or whatever yeah but just being ready for the situation is really what we're trying to equip people with yeah Emmett, i want to ask you uh in your career who was the toughest player that 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 you went up against toughest player individual player mm -hmm. there one i would never say there was one individual player because you know football is a team sport and the right. d-line is blocking for the linebackers to get to mm -hmm. plays and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff but uh for the most part it was more about defenses. Yeah. When I went into a game against the Philadelphia Eagles in the 19, early 90s, like mm -hmm. 1991, 92, right. 93, mm -hmm. I went into the game knowing that, okay, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> <laughs> forget, forget my expectations of rushing for 100 yards or 125 right. yards. I got to settle on 70. <laughs> I get the 65, 70 mark, that's a win for me. Right. And so Absolutely. it's teams like that, even against the Ray Lewis's teams in the late, early 2000 for me they were a very good defense remind me so much of the eagles in the early 90s but they were just as good if not better so it, it was tough defenses junior sales defenses mm. back in the early 90s was tough to run up against and so there were teams that were very tough to run up against but we we managed eventually <laughs> that's awesome what do you see from isaiah pacheco and his running style it, it's a little unique he's it's very, uh, aggressive. <laughs> very, very aggressive very aggressive he's so fast and 
and down he's a downhill runner and is not afraid of contact and yeah. that's a beautiful thing now how long that lasts remain to be seen mm -hmm. and it's about preparation after the game and and preserving your body also which is extremely important for a guy like Pacheco because yeah. how violently he runs with the football. we got to get you with Isaiah Pacheco. Your, yeah. your longevity needs to, needs to rub off on... Uh... Well, well <laughs> it's all about taking care of your body at that point. And what is he doing to recover? And obviously the workouts and training and everything is a very important aspect of an athlete's career and longevity, but the recovery aspect of it is even more critical. Yeah, absolutely, Emmett. So I would love... I love to ask you this: What do the Cowboys need to do to find success in the playoffs? Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they need to do better. <laughs> I mean, like, dang. I mean, that's a question. What they need to do is they need to get it between the ears. Mm -hmm. It's not about the Cowboys' talent. Right. It's not about that. Mm -hmm. Just like we talk about Narcan and nasal spray, how people need to be ready instead of getting ready to stay, the, right. you got to stay ready versus getting ready. Mm -hmm. They got to be ready. Yeah, They got to be ready to, to meet the challenge mentally, not physically, Right, because they're very talented. But just having talent does not win the big games. Right. Just because you out-talent someone like uh, the Commanders or the Panthers or someone like that, right. doesn't mean that you can go in and dominate against the Packers right. or the Niners. Right, exactly. When a bully hits you back in the mouth, do you have the will to hit them back? And right now, our team has not shown the will to hit a bully in the mouth. Mm. And so that's a problem. Right. And it's not about your talent. Right. It's about you mentally meeting the match that's before you. If that team challenges you at that level, mm -hmm. you know what you need to aspire to. It's yeah. it's about that mindset, you yes. know, um, as, a, as a team, you know, and it's like you said, talent is, you know, isn't going to win at the end of the day. It's all about defense. Defense wins championships. It's a defensive-driven type, um, you know, type, um, type of league in the NFL. You know, defense, you know, it's all about defenses. If you don't have a defense, you don't have the sustainable running game, or you don't have that sustainable offensive line, you're not going to win. Right. Well, I agree with you because most teams back in the 90s were built inside out. Mm -hmm. D-line, O-line. Right. And if you had skilled players like a McAfee or Emmitt Smith or Barry Sanders or Curtis Martin or yep. a Marshall, Marshall Falk, you had those kind of skilled players back there running when you built inside out. Yep. And you had those great wide receivers and a quarterback mm -hmm. that can sling the ball, Kurt Warner, anyone like that. Yep. You made progress. You made right. tremendous progress. And you put a lot of pressure on opposing defenses. And you created matchup issues all over the football field. Wow. And that's what the Cowboys need to do is advantage of the talent that it actually has right but the talent also have to take advantage of getting mentally prepared and have the desire to want to do something great right. beyond the game I, I know you got to go we've talked a few times about this just just very quickly we always talk about the nfl being cyclical right, right now it's a pass happy league yes when do you think it goes back to the run? I mean, you're even looking at the 49ers right now. What, what do they thrive on with CMC in the run game? Right. When do you think the run game gets its due yet again? When they come to realize that some of the quarterbacks that they got in the Nashville Ball League ain't worth nothing. <laughs> and it's, only, it's, only a hand, it's only a handful of quarterbacks that are really, really worthy to right. be quarterbacks. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, you're not going to – every quarterback is not going to be a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Right. Every quarterback is not going to be a Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. And even though Dak Prescott has proven that he can throw the football, right. 
there's some more, so much more upside with Dak Prescott than they are with some other quarterbacks. Right. He, he's shown that he can lead a team to 12 wins. Right. Mm-hmm. He's shown that he can overcome adversity. Yep. And bounce back. Mm-hmm. He's shown that he can read coverages. Yeah. Yeah. He's shown that he can be a complete quarterback. Now, can he take it to the next level? Yes, he can. There's some that has, they've already tapped out. And they can't go to the next level. Yeah, I'm right. looking for Josh Allen now to take it to the next level. Can he become that elite quarterback versus being trying to be Lamar Jackson all the yeah, time? You right. know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Can Lamar become a better passer? Right. Yeah. And read coverages a lot better and help mm-hmm. his team become better. Right. Those are areas of improvements for guys like that. Right. And so Mahomes, he got it on lock. <laughs> <laughs> Emmitt Smith. He got it on lock. Emmitt Smith. Uh, here on uh, on Stag in the Box. Thanks so much, Emmett, for your time today. Thank you. Y'all be good. Man, always great talking always to you. Great talking so to you, insightful. Man. Again, everyone go check out Emergent Narcan. Very, very important. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two breezes coming. See, there we go. There you go. He could, he could run with it. Yes, he could. <laughs> it, it, it worked out. <laughs> it worked out. It definitely did. <laughs> oh. oh, yes, indeed. That was always fun. You're, you're, always fun to you're, talk to him. You're, you're, you're talking about how uh, the game is cyclical, right? And. Uh, yeah, we got some. Uh, oh, got, these are awesome. What's these this are over awesome. Here? This is cool. Brock Purdy, FedEx Air Info Player of the Year. Christian McCaffrey, FedEx Ground, ground Player of the Year. year. Oh, man, they got oh both air gosh. and ground. Oh, wow. Both San Fran. Damn, down. We, we, we might have to take this up with uh, yeah. with, with, with Drew on this one. Yeah, we do. Man, this is a uh, <laughs> such a fun show. I, I love when Emmett Smith stops by. We'll be joined by Drew Brees, Drew Brees obviously, in, in, in just in a moment. In just a moment, too. Where I, I, Evan Smith was a, was fun to talk to. He, Amazing. He is such a intellectual yeah. um, savant of the game of football. Yeah. Emmett Smith is. I mean, his perspective again is so unique. Yeah, it's it, very unique, very refreshing. I, I am shocked he didn't go into coaching more in the NFL yeah. because I have no idea how you would not want to run through a brick wall yeah. for Emmett Smith. I have no idea how you wouldn't do that. Uh, getting joined now by uh, Drew Brees. What's up, guys? How are we doing? What's up, Drew? How are you? I'm great. You? I, I awesome. Love, I love this over here. I'm, these I'm massive trophies. These are massive. Yeah, have you picked them up? They're heavy, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I can. Baby. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to drop it. I'd feel bad, Drew. Obviously, yeah. Drew's here with FedEx. We got Chris McCaffrey, ground player of the year. That's right. Brock Purdy, air player of the year yeah that's the bit that's the big announcement first time ever that teammates have been the the respective fedex air and ground players of the year so maybe that's foreshadowing for the game i don't know <laughs> we'll see but uh yeah i i had the great pleasure of being able to win uh, the fedex air player of the year award four times so i've got four of these in my office um <laughs> they're uh they look good they look good i, I see them every day but no the, um, it's a great great program that fedex does in addition uh, as part of this, both Brock and Christian will receive $20,000 to to donate to the HBCU of their choice nice. to go to scholarship funds to very deserving students. Um, so that's that's a great thing. Hey, Drew, I would love to ask your thoughts <clears throat> on Aaron O'Connell, who went to Purdue. What was what was your impressions of him this season? Uh, I was really happy for him. Um, 
you know, his journey at Purdue, you know, he was at Purdue for six years, mm -hmm. red shirt, medical red shirt. You know, he was in a bunch of situations where he was a backup. All of a sudden the starter got hurt. He got his opportunity and then maybe he got hurt, right? So it was just, it was kind of an up and down career from the perspective of just a lot of adversity. Um, and then I, I remember the game that he came into. I was actually broadcasting it back in 2021 mm -hmm. where Purdue was at Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. He came in at the end of the game when we were down, almost led us back. Right. And then he ended up starting the, the, every game after that and had a phenomenal you know, junior season. And then obviously his senior season, we win the Big Ten West. We go to the Big Ten Championship game. And I couldn't be more happy for a guy like that just based on his journey. Um, it's got great leadership ability. He's overcome so much. And I think like you saw a lot of that maturity yeah. uh, with the way that he played this year. And mm -hmm. certainly there was, you know, uh, I think, you know, some, some tough moments for the Raiders this year. But man, once Antonio Pierce took over, you just felt like it was a different team. It was a different culture and they rallied around the coach, but they also rallied around the quarterback. With Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl here, there's been a lot of talk. Is he elite? Is he getting carried by this scheme? Obviously, you don't put up those numbers without having something you do extremely well, as we're seeing right here, right? Yeah. What does Brock Purdy do that makes him so special that even though he might not have the arm strength of a Mahomes, that he might not have the running ability of a Lamar, he always finds ways to get it done? Yeah, it's exactly that. You know, each, look, there's, there's, a, there's a system that's in place, and our job as a quarterback is to operate the system and operate right. it at the highest level. And... You know, that system is a version of the West Coast offense, Shanahan. We ran a version of the West Coast offense, so I understand the philosophies around it. A lot mm -hmm. of times, the pass game is an extension of the run game. Um, the ball gets out of your hand with timing and rhythm, right? There's reads and progressions. Um, man, we're not going to take sacks. We're going to get the ball out to our playmakers in space, and they've got a lot of them, right? Yeah. right. Um, at times, it's very much ball control, but always with the big playmaking ability down the field. I think what, what's impressed me with Brock is, number one, his knowledge of the system, his, the timing and rhythm of his feet. Watch his feet at all times. He's coming off a play action fake, man. His eyes and his feet are to that first progression on this, you know, this skinny post in and around the backer. And if it's not there, then he's kicking the ball out to McCaffrey. The, the, the ability to handle all the shifts and motions that that offense does, right? The thing that most impressed me about Brock, and I think maybe he didn't get enough credit for, was in this last game, he ran for three critical first yes, downs in yes, that game. Huge plays in that game that were really the, the turning point and defining moments offensively for them in that game, in my opinion. And, and that's not really his, right, his forte, yeah. and yet it was needed, and he did it. Man, Drew, uh, speaking of Brock Purdy, I would love to ask you, um, do you see similarities in Brock Purdy's game to yours as well? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I saw I saw a video recently where he was talking about um, you know modeling you know his game after me, which is obviously very very flattering. Um, I think obviously being undersized guys, being a bit of an underdog, you know, yeah, chip yeah. on the shoulder, but I, you just have to play the game a little bit different. Um, right. There's a premium on finding throwing lanes uh, because we're not six five, right? We're not seeing over the line. We got to yeah. create our own lanes at times. Your trust and anticipation with the way that you throw the ball because you're not the strongest arm guy, right? Yeah. Um, the, the rhythm that you create with your feet, right? Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, what do you want at the quarterback position? You want great leaders, you want guys with poise um, yeah. and, and, and intellect, and you just want guys that are competitive and love to win. And yeah. he fits all those traits. On the other side here, Patrick Mahomes, he, he's 
so unique. I mean, what he's done since he's come to the NFL has been spectacular. When you watch him, first off, do you ever see some of the throws he makes? You're like, dude, you shouldn't be doing those throws as a, as a great quarterback, right? You're sitting yeah. here going, Mahomes, what are you doing? You that. What are your thoughts on Patrick? So, uh, like, I, I, first time I saw him play, I was like, he's a baseball player, right? <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, all the guys who played baseball, especially if you played shortstop or yeah. – you know, you're used to dropping down and throwing sidearm. It's <laughs> yeah. actually the fastest way to get the ball out of your hand is to throw sidearm, believe right. it or not. So if you got, you know, that's why you always see infielders turning too, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, that comes in handy playing quarterback, right? I mean, there's times where you really got to change your arm angle in order to find windows and get the ball through the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, a lot of times it looked like it looks like he's just having fun, yeah. and it's like playing backyard ball. It's like I'm mm -hmm. gonna look over here, get you leaning, and I'm gonna throw it over here. <laughs> I may not even look over there when I throw it, you know. But it's to me that screams confidence, right? It also screams, man, I've I've been doing this a long time. I'm I'm a multi-sport athlete, right? Nice. Yeah. Like I just I know how to I know how to do this, right? <laughs> and, and, and 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 I know I can do it, right? Right. And even if it doesn't work, guess what? I'm going to come back next play and try it again. Yeah. <laughs> what young receivers in today's game, Drew, do you wish you could have thrown to? Oh, man. There's a, there's a bunch of good ones out there. Um, I mean, if we're just, if we're just, if we're just looking at these, uh, these championship games, um, yeah. I mean, Debo Samuel's such a, such a unique talent, right? Because mm -hmm. um, it's like anywhere you put him on the field, yeah. he's a threat. Right. Yeah. You could just be handing the ball in the backfield. Obviously, they try to, you know, get it to him in space as much as they can. But mm -hmm. run after the catch. I don't know if I've, I've seen a guy like that. You know, he, yeah. he's remarkable. Um, you know, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I love I love watching him play. Yeah. Um, there's just a competitiveness to him. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even though he's he kind of undersized and, you know, like as a slot guy, you just love guys who know how to work the middle of the field. Um, shoot. I mean, there's there's so many. Um, but uh, Rice is obviously having a heck of a, of, of a rookie season. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of good ones out there. Obviously, awesome. you won Super Bowl MVP, right? What, what's it feel like now back here at a Super Bowl on the other side of things? You're now on Radio Row. A little different feeling, huh? But do you still have those, you know what? I think I could go out there. I think I could go out there and maybe uh, give, give the team a little something something here. Talking about playing? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, come, as, as a former player, and you've, you've been there, you've won on the highest stage. Don't you still have a, some of those uh, feelings oh, come back? Yeah, no, you, you, you do. Like even even moments like now, you know, you, you're, you're sitting here saying, okay, it's a it's a Thursday. I, you know, what would I be doing in the in the week of preparation? Right, today's a third down day, right? So I'd be mm -hmm. studying uh, their third down yeah. nickel packages, their nickel pressure packages. I'd be visualizing, you know where I'm going with the ball versus this, what play am I checking into to try to get that big play? Right. I mean, that, all that stuff is still, you know, you're just wired. You, yeah. you can't get rid yeah. of that, yeah. Next year, the, the Super Bowl is in New Orleans. What do I need to do in order to, in order to get to New Orleans out of New Orleans next year? <laughs> yeah. um, that'll be a good one next year. New Orleans knows how to throw a party, you yeah. know? They know how to put on a Super Bowl. <laughs> so it's it's going to be a wild one. Let's just try to get the Saints in that thing. Yeah. Huh? That's what we need. I've never been to New Orleans. Like, really? Like, uh, no, I haven't. Like, like in, all my, in all my years of being a journalist, I've never – been to the you know to the crest city like you know just i would love to you like oysters i love oysters all right charbroiled oysters at drago's yes all right 
You got a you, 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 uh, like a shrimp po' boy? Yes, I love right. shrimp po' boy. Crawfish etouffee? Absolutely. Catfish chafalaya? Yep. Huh? All right, man. We're gonna take <laughs> beignets. We're, hey, we're, hey, we're, hey, we're gonna take we're gonna take care of you down there. All right. Awesome, uh, Drew. And right, get you some small sliders. Before we get out of here, Malcolm, you got something to give to Drew? I got something I want to give you, Drew. I have a special with a sweater for oh, you. Oh yeah. Oh man, this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, special. I love it. They, they they launched this campaign. It's called Yeah, I Am Special, and I the organization it. is working hard to erase the stigma that is associated with the word special. Um, um, Drew, we really appreciate your time here. Thank appreciate you so your time much, today, man. Drew. Yeah, thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for coming on today. And All right, make sure you don't drop these bad boys. No, yeah. no, no. Hey, these things are heavy now. <laughs> All right. Also, Precious cargo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to FedEx as well. These are sweet. You lift weights with them. Yeah, I, I feel like I need one just to like <laughs> Sterling Holmes. Yeah. Um, what'd you, what would yours say on there? I would say smooth. You know, smooth on there. Smooth, uh, smooth. Yeah, smooth has my nickname on there. And then it just says smooth FedEx ground. Um, quarterback of the year, or uh, or smooth um, FedEx uh, quarterback of the year. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Oh man, we got a uh, Saquon, Saquon coming up coming next. Up we got next a... right now. Awesome. Oh, I can't wait to talk to him. It's been a great morning already, yeah, huh? Yeah, it, it's been phenomenal so far. From, from uh, Mike Golick Senior and Junior to Emmett to Smith, Smith to, to Drew Brees, and now and now uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, are you a big uh, crawfish guy? I love crawfish. Yeah, me too. Big crawfish etouffee man myself. Yeah, I love crawfish etouffee. Are you a shrimp po' boy kind of guy? Not a huge shrimp guy. Not a huge shrimp guy. What Not about beignets? Lie. Big beignet guy. I love beignets. I, I can I get love, down with some beignets. I, I, can, I can get down with some beignets. What about you know? What about what about New Orleans sites? You know, like French Quarter. Are, are you a big French Quarter kind of guy? I don't know, man. I you know I I love French food. Yeah. I love French food. I love uh I love French Cajun. drink. Yep. I love Cajun food. I love Cajun food. Yeah, you know New what Orleans I think next year's going to, you know, is going to I can't wait to see what, you know, what New Orleans has to offer next year. And like Drew said, I love how he said he's going to he said he's like New Orleans loves to throw a party and he's like he'll take care of me next year when I'm in New Orleans. So, I can't wait. Um I'm still almost a little shocked we talked to Drew Brees because I'm not going to lie to you. Growing yeah. up, that was probably my favorite quarterback. Really? As a man who's five foot ten, Yeah. Uh, he's obviously taller than me, a little yeah. bigger than me. But again, as an undersized guy, you look up to guys who maybe a little bit more like you, yeah. right? And so for, for Drew Brees. Drew Brees was one of my favorite QBs growing up, too. I loved watching Drew Brees when he was with, uh, when he played at Purdue, when he played with the Chargers and Saints. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... I loved how I loved how he uh, he was able to dissect defenses so well, and I loved the fact that he I loved his response when he said you know when I asked him what young receiver in the game today he would love to throw to he said Abonse Brown of the Lions. Yeah, I mean, wow. I think I would too. I yeah. think I'm on Rice St. Brown, um, which is also a little interesting as he brought that up too. I think. He still has that almost. I don't want to say chip in your shoulder because that's yeah. one. Of, that's one of my least favorite cliches in sports. Right. But but like, he still brought up again. He's Drew Brees brought up how he's undersized as a quarterback. Right. Then he brought up how Amon Saint wow. Amon Ross Saint Brown wow. is not the biggest guy. He's a little undersized. Yeah, so he still brings it up, and it, it, it's fun seeing the comparisons. Even years after he retired, still being a part of uh, who he is. Cool. Yeah. If you ask me that question, what you know the receiver I would love to throw to. I would love to throw to throw throw to uh, Debo Samuel. Yeah, I mean Debo can do a little bit of everything. Of everything. I would love to throw to him. You know, I'd like handing the ball off so I don't get hit. How about that? Right. Who would you hand the ball off to? <laughs> I'll hand it off to Saquon, who's going to be coming up next. Yeah. <laughs>
Absolutely. Uh, I, I think Saquon's uh, – that, that's exactly – I would hand the ball to Isaiah Pacheco, honestly. Like, just hand it off to him, you know, and just let him do his thing. Yeah. Man, that was so much fun. That was fun. Man. Oh, good. Uh, that – Drew Brees was was a joy. What was a phenomenal was phenomenal to talk to. I mean, just man, and the and the trophies he had, you know, for the for the FedEx grounding and passing, uh, you know, um, players of the year. Them things are huge. I can lift those things, man. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm strong. I, I do a you lot. You are of strong, Malcolm. Yeah, you're you're, strong. you're a yoked man. Yeah, I uh, I play basketball, so uh, so so that would actually uh, benefit me. Yeah, uh, for, for for me, I'd be nervous. I was gonna drop it on my toe. Oh, uh, you'd be nervous. Yeah, I, the, picking those things up, I didn't want to drop that on my toe. Right, would have been a little scared you there. Would, uh, you 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 would be uh, skirmishing in pain. I would be. Yeah, I would be. Uh, a couple comments here. Let's get to. Uh, it was Manning, Breeze, Bignair, Culpepper. Pepper Warner at that era was awesome. Well, we'll be talking to Kurt Warner a little bit later on today. Uh, so, Sean, stay tuned for, for that. that. Sean. Thanks uh, for that. Here from Savannah says, all right, so Saquon went to Penn State. They just hired Andrew. Col I'm not going to – I'm going to blow that name. Andrew K. from Kansas to be their new OC. Curious what Saquon thinks he would do in that offense. Um, it's a great question. Might have a chance to get to that one. It's going to be tough. Uh, don't know how much Saquon will know about KU football. Probably not a lot. Not a lot about KU football. I doubt he might, it. He might not know a few guys. No, nah, he probably don't. Um, and as a Mizzou guy, I don't know if I want – I don't want the answer of, of that right. he's going to be a great fit. <laughs> right. He's going to make going to make me sad, yeah, man. Yeah, it's going to make you a little nervous, though, Sean, a little bit. I got to talk. It's going to make me a little nervous. Are you a uh, college fan at all? Uh, do yeah. You, do you have a team that you like? Um, my team, believe it or not – has to be the University of Texas. Really? I like I like RT Menon. I, I I really think what Steve Sarkeesian has has done with that program uh, is phenomenal. Arch Man is gonna you know gonna come in and uh, win right away in the SEC. So sounds I, like a Texas fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you sound like a Texas fan. I do. I, I, I but believing that uh, all of a sudden everything's gonna be fixed and yeah. Texas is going all the way, huh? Exactly. You, you know, sound like a Texas don't, fan. Don't, I like don't, that. Don't, don't turn around. You know, don't turn around under Sark. And I know in the SEC it's going to be tough, but you know it, it. It it they played in the Big 12 last year. It kind of prepared them to be in the SEC. So you you know they're going to get their chance to play Alabama. They're going to get a chance to play Georgia. They're going to get a chance to play Oklahoma. They're mm -hmm. going to get a chance to play Florida. I'm telling you, like they're they're, they're prepared. Um, I hope for your sake that I'm right. No, no, no. I hope for your sake it goes goes well. It goes well, but in the SEC, it's tough. It's a Mizzou fan. Sorry, pal. You don't think it's going to happen? I think that's Texas fan talk right there. Yeah. Of, uh, the Texas fans are a little bit like uh, Chargers fans, I think. You think so? Yeah. Where yeah. the offseason's great, then the regular season comes around, and it's yeah, not quite yeah, as good yeah, as yeah. you but, think. But we'll see what happens in the regular season, though, sir. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Saquon we have is, Saquon uh, Barkley running is, back to the uh, Giants right walking up right now. now. Saquon, how are you? How are you, Saquon? I am doing great. Right to it. I love it. How I know. That's doing? what we're doing. We know you're a busy man. Yeah. We know you we got know a lot of things busy. going on. We know you got a lot of things going on. So so thank you for uh, for taking some time for us today. No, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. I, I know you're obviously doing stuff right now with Silks. Feel plenty good challenge in January. You got the tofu touchdown smoothie. Yeah, tofu touchdown smoothie. The smoothie. Uh, that was part of the feel plenty good challenge. Uh, was able to create a smoothie uh, that's you know that got great uh, nutrients in it, delicious, 
way to start your day, way to start your breakfast, easy. I think breakfast is overcomplicated. People think of athletes or football players. You think of loaded carbs, meats. Um, it's not always about that. And I was able to uh, participate in the, the challenge, and I could see the direct correlation it had to how I felt physically with my body. Um, and, you know, I'm all about putting great things in your body and doing stuff that's authentic and real. I was going to say, I think people see you and go, I want to do what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> they, they see his body. They see the quads, and they're like, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe this would help. And, yeah, this is the healthiest thing I've ever seen. Th th this is the healthiest but thing. But it I've tastes ever good. Oh, I believe it. A lot of people sometimes you 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 miss with uh, with being healthy and, and uh, you lose the taste of it. Um, you you lose uh, it being delicious and it's it's very delicious. Yeah. Are you more almond milk or oat milk? Silk. Silk, silk baby. Silk. That's silk mouth. Yeah. yeah. Silk. Um, I would love to get your thoughts on on the running back position. Is it um, is it different? You know, like how different is it, to, you know, in the running back position, um, you know, you know, as a player? Like what's, you know, like what's what's unique about the running back position? Yeah, it's um, it's all about being instinctive. You know, you know, you gotta you gotta react. You gotta understand the scheme. You gotta understand what the defense is trying to do. Know who the, who who your offense and tight end and wide receivers blocking. Um, know what's your rules, and then you can go out there and react. Uh, that's why I, that's why I tend to see I uh, have my better games when. I don't have to think too much when I can go out there and I was like, okay, I can see all right, just something I saw in, in film, uh, look, and I know exactly where it's going to hit, um, and I can go out there and, and play free. So running back position is a, is a tough position, uh, like any position in the NFL. The NFL is a tough sport, um, physical sport, um, but I love it. Uh, I love <laughs> getting paid to play a child sport where you know I get the football and grown men that are 300 pounds are trying to – you know, hit me as hard as they can. You're obviously a phenomenal pass catcher as well. Is it uh, is that a little better for you? Maybe maybe fewer hits. Uh, no, I mean, for, I tend to be. Um, I think I've grown, and developed in my game, um, especially over the last few years of being, you know, a better inside runner. Um, felt like I always was really good, but it was more of like just like you know popping off the big explosive runs, um, now focus on taking what the defense give me and get them dirty, hard runs. But if I'm pretty good in space. Uh, I think that's why I was able to get drafted so high, and that's where a lot of my success comes. So when you're catching the ball, majority of times uh, you're put in space uh, with a defender, and, and I, I think that's uh, where my God-given ability takes over. So Saquon, as a, as a kid, were there running backs that you idolized? Yeah. I never was allowed to idolize anyone. My father, Ali Bay, mm -hmm. never really allowed me to do that. But I'll say fans. I'm fans of Curtis Martin, mm -hmm. uh, New York Jets running back. Um, fourth. He was fourth. Frank Gore passed him of all time in rushing. Barry Sanders is the greatest running back of all time, in my opinion. Uh, the greatest football player with a rock in his hand. All around running back, I'm going to go Walter because – catching, blocking. Mm -hmm. He was able to do all of those. But um, those three guys are the first one that comes to my mind. And Emma Smith, he was over there yeah. earlier. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the career holder in uh, rushing yards and touchdowns in NFL. Um, you know, I, I think I, I think I'll be doing injustice if I didn't put him in my, in, in my top. Yeah, we always talk with him, and I love bringing this up with him because when he played, the running back position was the prime position, right? Yeah, that, right. that was the position that, that, that was highly paid, all this. <laughs> but we always talk about how it's cyclical right how the running back position is cyclical do you see it coming back fairly soon to be in a position of a very high value because you look in the super bowl right now 
CMC is that guy. He, he's the engine that makes that 49ers offense go. Uh, obviously, Mahomes on the other side, but you look at Isaiah Pacheco. He's the engine at times. They were struggling this year. Look at Pacheco. He's now the engine that turned that offense around. Do you see the NFL being cyclical and eventually going back to having the running back as this massively prime position? I think it's there right now. Just the, the, the narrative you wanted to want to create. Yeah. That was the trend last year uh, with running backs getting paid. And it's all recency bias. You know, yeah. um, a lot of some of the guys that got paid <clears throat> in recent years uh, either had an injury, got, you know, got caught with a little injury bug or, um, you know, didn't have the 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 same level of success that it had in prior years but that's every position that's every year yeah. uh nfl's hard um you know that's why it's rare to see guys consistently doing year after year after year um it's a challenge it's a challenge to do that but yeah i do believe it's recently biased and you know the running back is a is a key dominant position um san fran christian's a focal point of why yeah. um you know they're in the super bowl uh you know not to my old horn, the, the year we went to the playoffs, I was a, I was a big focal point of that. Yeah. And even in this year, you know, we had a lot of injuries. We had to uh, play with, you know, some backup quarterbacks. And, um, you know, when I was able to get things going in the run game and yeah. uh, making plays, uh, we were able to win some games. And it opens up everything. What's the <clears throat> toughest part about transitioning from college as a running back to the NFL today? Um, the toughest part, I would say, is just in college, you you know, my coach Huff, he uh, he always, you know, tried to prepare me to, to think like a pro. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I always had to step up there because um, I had a great coach. Uh, but it's just understanding the scheme, understanding, you know, not just running inside zone, like knowing who we're blocking on inside zone, or not just running outside zone, knowing like all right, who's the read on outside zone. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. You can get away in college of you know just reacting because you're probably the best player on the field, the most athletic player on the field. Don't get like that in uh, the NFL. Um, and they get faster and stronger <laughs> and, and better uh, every year. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you got to be a little more, um, you got to have a little more education on the game and on the mental side of it. What does a week-to-week -week look like basis in the NFL for for you and a running back, obviously? Because you, you mentioned you take a lot of hits. You get the rock 20, 30 times a game. You are getting beat up game in and game out. Then you have to get ready next Sunday to do it all over again. What does a week look like for you, just the process of getting ready for that? Yeah, it's all about uh, getting the right things in your body right right from the start. Um, you know, giving your time for your, giving your, your body time to recover. Also getting an active recovery in, meaning getting a lift in, getting a workout in. Um, and then build, build throughout the week. Um, stay on your training, stay on your resume. Um, you know, it, it just I have so many doctors, so many PTs, so many massage, you know, all that good yeah. stuff. Uh, I invest in my body a lot. Um, so that's really the week. Uh, started off right after the game. Um, how can I get right back? And you, 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 it's weird, you know, there's games you can touch the ball eight times and be more sore than you touch the ball 30 times. Um, mm. It all depends on the team you play. Uh, all depends on you know just the nature of the game. Um, that's it's 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 really weird. But hardest uh, hitting team then? Hardest hitting team. Last year was Houston Texans. For really? some strange reason, wow. they were like I remember the first couple of plays. I was like I ended up had a, a really good game um, and I had like a, a lot of rushing yards. But I remember I was just like. Yeah, them those boys came to play today. They they're 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 hitting. So uh, they're, they're, that I was that's like the first team that came to my mind last year. 
Uh, obviously, Saquon Barkley is here with Silk. By the way, Silk is very good. I actually use it myself. My yeah, fiance uses it as yeah. well. We love Silk. And make sure you check out Saquon's Tofu Touchdown Smoothie. You want to look like Saquon? You can't, <laughs> but this might help at least a little bit. Saquon, really Saquon, appreciate it, man. Really appreciate you uh, taking a chance to, uh, to chat with us today. No, Thanks thank you, guys. Thank you. I have fun. Thanks, yeah, man. And sure. good luck Saquon. next year as well. Appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Saquon Barkley right there. I'm not going to lie, this tofu smoothie looks uh, pretty darn good. Almond milk, banana, frozen pineapple, Absolutely. spinach. Tell you right now, that, that would for sure be the healthiest thing I have ever eaten. Oh, Right from Max Crosby. Max Crosby, Crosby now with we maybe the greatest shirt I have ever seen. I'm loving the shirt, Max. I appreciate it, brother. That's Absolutely. phenomenal. Thank you. Obviously, you're, you're here with Papa John's as yep. well. Uh, what are you doing, your partnership with Papa John's? Yeah, um, you know, you can go to Vegas Style Pizza at PapaJohns.com. Um, we have uh, a pizza of 58000 in cash. you got to enter on uh, that website um, to have a chance to win. You have it up until the 9th. So Papa John's a great partner, and um, you definitely got to gotta sign up and give yourself a chance to get some uh, cold, hard cash. Is it the worst case scenario that it's the Niners and Chiefs? <laughs> um, honestly, you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, they've earned yeah. the right to be there. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's respect at the end of the day. We obviously don't like them, um, but it is what it is. It gives us more motivation. You know, for us, we want to be in those, uh, in those type of games. So it just adds more fuel to the fire. Right. As far as Antonio Pierce, man, the team just completely rallied around him. I have not seen this at all with an interim head coach before. What does he bring to the table? Why do the players galvanize around him? Um, you know, when you give it, you know, you come out right out the gate. You know, he's, he's obviously been there for two years. But, I mean, when he stepped into the role and got in front of the whole team, uh, everything is black and white. There's no gray area with him. And so guys immediately attract to that because he was in our position. He played at the highest level, you know, started in the NFL, was a captain, Super Bowl champ. Mm -hmm. So he's, he knows what it's like to be in our shoes. And at the same time, he's done it at a high level as a coach as well. So, um, you know, he's done it all. Everything he's done, he does at a high level. And, uh, you know, people can say whatever they want, talk about experience and things like that, but everybody's got to start somewhere. So we fully believe in him. And I think we're going to shock a lot of people next year without a question. Hey, Max, I would love to ask you, uh, Toughest player this season, offensive lineman you had to you had to go up against this season. This season, I would say uh, Panay Sewell. Um, probably it was like literally heavyweight, heavyweight match uh, from start to finish. Me and him were going back and forth um, the whole game. And uh, when you got a guy like that, those those are the matchups you look you look forward to. You know, people are hyping it up all week, and you know I live for those moments. So you know, me and him, you know, I'm sure he would say the same thing. Um, but we uh, we went at it. It was it was it was amazing for sure. Who's harder to bring down in the NFL? A guy like uh, Lamar Jackson who's very shifty, very quick. Josh Allen who's bigger body. Mahomes who always seems to get a <laughs> yeah. sneak away from pressure. H how do you adjust your game going up against different style of quarterbacks to bring down? Um, I mean, it's just about it's it's about us at the end of the day. You know, yeah. as rushers, you know, we you have to be under control. Um, you have to be able to consistently be around the quarterback. You know, so. Um, it is, it's repetition. It's every single day. You know, there's all different types of quarterbacks, like a Lamar Jackson. You know, he's super quick, but he's lighter. Um, yeah. Josh Allen's big as hell and fast. So <laughs> I'd probably say, like, the toughest one between, is probably Mahomes and Josh Allen, when it, you know, as far as trying to get down. Mahomes not going to give up on a play, and he's, like, deceivingly athletic, and, you know, he's, he's shifty. So, um, and a guy like Josh, like, he's like a DN playing quarterback. So um, guys like that are just, you know, they're unique in their own way. You're, you're Mount Rushmore of players, Max. Mount Rushmore, my top four? Yeah. All time? Um, yeah. I would say 
You got to put Reggie White, um, Lawrence Taylor. Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor, Deion Sanders, and um, Barry Sanders. Awesome. I find this very interesting. We're, we do a lot of stuff with Chiefs, obviously. Every single Chiefs fan I've ever talked to loves you. <laughs> the, the fact that you have the respect of all these fans around the NFL, regardless of team, yeah. it's transcending. You don't have that with hardly any other player, with any other team. What does that mean to you, having the respect that you've garnered that from literally every, all 32 fan bases? Um, you know, it means the world. Um, I came into this league um, wanting to be in a position that I'm in. Um, and the thing is, is I'm so I'm the farthest thing from satisfied. I know there's another level I can be at. I know this is only the beginning um, for me. So um, it's ultimate respect. I know when every team in my division is constantly tweeting me on a daily basis, talking, you know, talking mess and things like that. That means I'm doing my job because if they didn't hate me, then it means that I'm not doing enough to piss them <laughs> off. So it really, you know, it's ultimate respect. And you know, it's it is what it is. You know, for me, I want to be able. You know, I've talked about it before, but. I want every quarterback, every running back, every old lineman, when they go into an interview, when they're asked who's the guy you hate playing against the most, I want, I want to be that answer every time. So um, I definitely still have work to do, um, but it's only the beginning. It gives me more motivation. I love what I do. Like, this is the only thing on earth I'd rather, you know, I, I want to be doing. Um, I've dreamed about it since I was a kid, and I've, I've put in the work, you know, to get here. You know, I've had to earn everything I've got. So um, I'm beyond grateful. Um, and I come from, you know, I was a two-star recruit, had one offer. Um, and had to work for everything I have. So um, now that I'm here, um, I still, you know, I understand what it took to get here. So it makes you appreciate it more. I want to get you out on this, Max. Chiefs and Niners, uh, who's your axe factor outside of Purdy and Holmes and Mahomes? I like that. Um, yeah, I think it really, you know, both really good teams. Uh, both great defense. We don't talk about the Chiefs' defense, you know, enough because of all, you know, Kelsey and, and yeah. Mahomes. They get most of the shine, yeah. but um, their defense has been great all year. Um, so honestly, I think it really comes down to who rushes the passer more effectively. Um, for the Chiefs, you got Chris Jones, one of the best three techs of our generation. Carl yep. um, Loftus is at a is at a big year. Um, a lot of guys that can go. Mike Dana. Another one, another Matt guy. I yeah, used yeah. at Central Michigan when I was at Eastern. Hell of a player, doesn't get talked about enough. They got some guys that can go. Um, so I expect the Chiefs to get after it up front, but also, I mean, you look at the Niners, they're loaded up front. So yeah. um, Bosa, one of the best in the league. You got Armstead, Hargrave. I mean, they just got eight guys that can start on any team. So it's really going to come down to, you know, who takes up, you know, who takes over the engine. Honestly, I, I expect Chris Jones to have a monster game and, uh, you know, be the be the maker and get like a strip sack in, in, in a, a crucial moment. And that's what I was, you know, I was saying Chris Jones. I'm like, Chris Jones is going to make an impact. No <laughs> doubt. I, I, I was saying that like, like it just came to mind to me. All right, before I let you go, that. final thing here. Do you remember your first career sack? Of course. Do you Chase, know who it was against? Yeah, Chase Daniel in, in, in London versus Chicago, my uh, fifth game of my career, my first start. So. Or actually, it was after that game was my first start, but that was like yeah. the, the second game. I started like I went out there, and I had majority of the game. So Chase Daniel, yeah, Chase Daniel. Mizzou, Missouri quarterback. Yeah, former Mizzou quarterback. He actually went to South Lake Carroll, a rival of mine in high school. So really? I've known about really? Chase Daniel. He's older than me, so I've seen. I was a young yeah. kid, but I've right. seen him. He was like a superstar in high school. I went to Mizzou, so, so I, yeah. I knew I knew that answer right yeah, there. That's crazy. <laughs> hey Max, 100%. really appreciate the time, man. Also, shout out to Papa John's favorite. Pizza? What, what, what's your go-to? My go-to, I know it's probably going to rub people or make people look at me a little bit sideways, but I get 
mushrooms, onions, sausage, chicken, Alfredo sauce, thin crust. <laughs> Don't judge awesome, me. Max. Hey, Max Crosby. <laughs> man, really hey, good you luck to you, man. Thank you. Thank really you. appreciate it, Max. Oh, that's great. That, that's a wild pizza order. Wild pizza order. What toppings would, would, would you have on yours? I'm a pepperoni man. I, I, well, I have a different styles. Pepperoni and jalapeno. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually have a, a TM. Pepperoni, pepperoni, jalapeno, pineapple. I call it a Honolulu Hot Lips. Yep. You like My, that? Yep. A TM. Mine's would, mine's would be pepperoni, bacon, <laughs> alfredo sauce, and uh, barbecue chicken. That's also a good one. I, sometimes I get a little uh, frisky with it and go Greek with it. You know, something yeah. like I get the Kalamata olives, the green right. olives. Exactly. It's really good. It is. Man. Man, Mass Crosby was amazing. Can't uh, wait to do Sean Alexander coming up next. I absolutely love talking to Max Crosby. I talked I to too. I talked to him about two weeks ago, uh -huh. and that guy is the epitome of old school Raider football. Yeah, but like you respect the heck out of that guy. Like I yeah. respect Max Crosby so much, and I know I know everyone in the chat as well. They all like Max Crosby. Absolutely, they all respect Max Crosby. Um, I know a lot of y'all in the chat, some of these questions I have asked before, so that's why I did not bring them up. Um, I brought up the whole Mahomes rivalry in the past, what what that means with him. Yeah. Uh, if you want to check that out, that's actually on a previous iteration of Stacking the Box. You can look on the YouTube. Uh, I think Richard Richard's going to link the chat right there, so um, wanted to kind of switch the questions up with him. Uh, but he talks about the rivalry with Kansas City in that one, as well as Patrick Mahomes. Um, looks like we'll be joined by, by Sean Alexander, Alexander in just a, a moment. moment here. Um, man, big running back day. Yeah. Big day for running, running backs, backs on the show. What do you yes. say about that? Oh, that's that's amazing. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, good, good. No doubt. Y'all doing well? We're very, doing, uh, we're very doing, well. We're doing good, amazing. good, good. I know you are here with Stand Together Foundation, a uh, organization committed to breaking the cycle of poverty in America by driving chains from within communities. Can you talk about this more? Man, I have partnered for the last five years now with Stand Together Foundation, just uh, a wonderful group of people, about 800 of some of the most successful businessmen, women, and philanthropic leaders in the country. And they've put their, their money, they've put their talent, they've put their leadership skills to just tackle some of our country's biggest issues. And I've just been, uh, you know, so fortunate uh, to be a part of what they're doing with Cafe Momentum. And uh, that's the, uh, the restaurant in Dallas that uh, they left from, uh, we say, business as usual and made all of the employees, um, almost all of them, um, kids in the juvenile justice system. And so these kids, instead of going to juvie, they jump into a year program with, with Chad and his team. And and uh, they learn all the ins and outs of the business from being a sous chef to the cook to the greeters to the management team. Um, but he also added to them the secret sauce. He put social workers and psychologists, tutors, and you're just seeing all these kids gain identity. I saw him, I said, Chad, you just put all the aunties and uncles around. That's what you did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody, everybody showed up when aunties and uncles show up, you know? Oh, yeah. And what and what's happening is recidivism in our in most cities is about 45 to 50%. That means you go back to prison after your teenage years. With Cafe Momentum, it's 11, 11%. So we know just about nine out of every 10 kid will never go back to prison. They'll become 
healthy, successful citizens in our great country, and they'll go make impacts in their families and communities. And that's what we're all about. So I told Chad, let's put one in every NFL city. He took that yeah. big gulp yeah. and was like, let's go. And so, <laughs> so with Sarf in Dallas, we now have one in Pittsburgh. We now have one in Nashville. Um, Denver Broncos jumped in. So Denver will nice. open up this year. The Falcons have jumped in. So Atlanta will, will be one uh, next year. We got set up for Houston, Tampa, and Miami for 2025. We've already been talking with L.A. And you know how quick things move in L.A. It could, yeah. it could be yeah. 24. It could be 25. You know? <laughs> so so we're, we're excited. But we're, we're doing um, the thing that we always dream could happen is, is, is take the whole country and what they and what take uh, what Catherine was doing and change the lives of thousands of people in our country. Man, Sean, I would I would love to I would love to ask you um, why is it so hard for a running back to win every heat? Well, it really ain't, you know. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I think winning the MVP is always about the player that's dominating the game. Right. And so uh, I I just believe that if you dominate the game you can and so clearly Christian McCaffrey has that opportunity yeah. he will touch the ball enough he can touch it in the air and on the ground I think a hundred yard two touchdown running back always has a shot and so you don't score the touchdown then yeah. you're, you're you're not going to get it so so he has to score touchdowns but he has the position that's fit to do that you know all cross field because they allow him to yeah. you know have the greatest moment in football which right. is the touchdown <laughs> we have a lot of Chiefs fans that obviously listen to us you broke Priest Holmes' record, right? That that I was did. that was uh, hard for me growing up. Priest yeah, Holmes. yeah, yeah. I grew up in Kansas City. I'm, my last name's Holmes. I'm like, yeah, Priest, and then all of a sudden, Sean Alexander, <laughs> Sean Alexander, getting it done. Did you have that as a goal in mind? Was that yeah. just? Um, it was a goal. It was. It was. You know, one of my favorite running backs is uh, Barry Sanders, yeah. and I've got some friends that live in Michigan, and they they love Detroit, and. Uh, and I just looked at it, you know, at the beginning of my career, was like, oh, 99 touchdowns. Okay, so I need to get to 100. And so, like, <laughs> so that was the goal. It was like, man, like, how fast can I get to 100? And right. so I know in those five years I scored 99 touchdowns in five years. And so, you know, uh, I crossed over that 100, uh, that MVP season, because yeah. I had four, I think, two or four in my, my, uh, my rookie year. And then Ricky Waters got hurt, and then it became my show, and I just took over there. But everybody has different things that drive them. Some of it's the roar of the crowd. Some of it's I get my mama a house. For me, there was just something about scoring touchdowns that just, it moved me. Like, I wanted to be a person that, I still call it the greatest part of football, you know what I mean? I wanted to be a person that the dad put his arm around his son and say, you remember we saw that? that Alexander make that play. Yep, yep. I want girls to be like, oh, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was that guy. Like, it, it makes everybody stop and see what happens. And I, I wanted to be in the yeah. focus, uh, focal point of that. And so that was touchdowns, you know. Is there a running back today that, re- that, that reminds you of yourself? You know, it's really funny. Um, not as much as uh, as it was, I felt, a few years ago. Uh, you know, there's some running backs that have had got great balance, great – they can catch the ball and they can break runs. But um, I haven't really thought about it compared to me. I know that when I first retired, that was always the question. And yeah. so I, I remember, like, Shady McCoy, you yeah, know, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that yeah. guy. I like him, how he plays, you know. Um, you know, they're just not as big as I was uh, – you know, uh, I forgot the guy that was at the Steelers for all the time and then went to the Jets. Um, you know, the, uh, I just forgot his name. But uh, but there was a handful of running backs that did what I did. It was a stop and start, 
explode through the hole. But most of the guys today are like 200, 205 yeah, pounds. Right. I was 225 yeah. and a little bit taller. And mm -hmm. so, so, uh, so it looked a little bit different. But when I watch around, I'm like, oh, I know what you're doing. Y'all doing that Eric Dickerson? I'm not, 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 <laughs> not Eric Dickerson, that Tony Dorsett. I yeah. mean, most of my runs, if you watch me, you'd be like, oh, it's a bigger version of Tony Dorsett. Absolutely. And so when I see guys doing it a little smaller, I'm like, oh, that's they they doing that, you know. Do you ever wish you would have played now in 2023, 2024? You know, obviously you did have a lot of receptions earlier on in your career as yeah. well. You'd be getting even more, you know, yeah. again, your style would be a complete different style. Yeah. Right? It's like Derrick Henry, but also add the pass catching ability into yeah. it. Would you yeah. ever think about that playing in today's era? You know, um, when I start off, I was catching the ball so much that it was just building up building up carries and touches. Yeah. And so they had to figure out how to do it. So they said, well, maybe if we take him out of certain situations, um, he went through. So I was a great safety valve, you know, throw a two-yard yeah. pass and goes for 60 yards, uh, you know. So, But they knew they had to take fine ways to get let me have to not have so many touches and sure. so I, I had to finally agree with that sean alexander man really do appreciate it again stand together foundation cafe momentum yeah we got to get one in in, in kansas city yeah That's it's gonna be great man we're doing some really cool stuff in kansas city also the care portal is uh, gonna be amazing there and uh, but yeah but uh, i'll say if you guys want to look up anything anybody in kansas city want to check it out go to cafe momentum.org backslash super bowl and yeah Yep, come check us out. <laughs> awesome, Sean. Really do appreciate Actually, it. Bless Again, you guys. Th Bless thanks you guys. For, uh, for breaking my heart and breaking it when I was a, y a younger man with Priest Holmes. <laughs> but Matt, Matt, no seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love, I love Matt. Uh, All right, we'll see you later. Hey, take it easy. Take it easy, Sean. Thanks. Sean Alexander. I think Kurt Warner is coming up next. next. Um, oh, man. Wow. I need to get into this bingo blitz thing that he's coming up. I, I'm excited I can't to talk wait about to talk to Kurt Warner. Another guy uh, that semi broke my heart out as a kid because uh, as, a, as a Kansas City guy, St. Louis, you know. Yeah. It's hard for me. Now I wonder. What about, if it, Larry, what about Larry Johnson? Um, he was a worry back for you guys also. Don't forget about Larry well, Johnson. Oh, he, he he didn't break my heart. I love yeah, Larry Johnson. Right. Well, he kind of did towards the end yeah, of his yeah, career. Yeah. And then you know, the whole money thing and. All right, joined now uh, by, Kurt, by Kurt, Warner. Kurt Warner. How we doing? I, awesome, Kurt. Awesome. Phenomenal. Good to see Phenomenal. you guys. You Kurt, Kurt Warner, big game blitz. This is pretty darn cool. Bingo Blitz is going to offer $1 million to a lucky gamer if the record number of sacks is broken. I love it. February 11th. Well, I'm not playing in the game, so I hope the record for sacks is broken. I would have never wanted it against me. <laughs> so that's quarterback, why, that's, hard for you. That's why I'm promoting it right now. But uh, I don't know about you guys. I played bingo growing up. Did you guys play bingo growing up? Oh, yeah. Oh, I used yeah. to go to the, the, the church, and there was nothing better than having that bingo moment where Absolutely. you get it, you're screaming bingo, you get to take home 25 bucks or whatever it is. But I feel so much about you know, Super Bowl is like that. Yeah. You know, everybody, somebody's got a bingo moment every year. I was fortunate to have my bingo moment. Unfortunately, I helped some other guys have yeah. their bingo moment, <laughs> so that wasn't great. But we're going to have somebody have a bingo moment or some guys in this game. But yeah. so we tied it into to Vegas, mm -hmm. my background, those bingo moments. So download the Bingo Blitz free app, sign up for a free account, and then if one of these defenses breaks that record, eight sacks, 
in the Super Bowl. Seven has happened four times in the Super Bowl, but eight sacks happens. Then somebody at home gets their bingo moment. They get to raise that card and win $1 million. So having fun with it, taking the Las Vegas theme. But uh, but hopefully, again, not that I'm wishing these guys to get sacked eight times, but hopefully somebody goes home with that bingo moment. Which team would it be? Who do you think has Man, the better odds? Of you it? know, I could see it both ways. I mean, because you got the 49ers who we know can get after the quarterback. Right. Although, you know, Patrick's so good. But I could see that happen. I could see that the you know the Chiefs defense is really good too, and so if the 49ers are down late and they got to throw the football, they've got some guys. I mean, two really good defenses. It, it, you know, that's the crazy thing is that you know you look at it sometimes and go, ah, is that really possible? Well, eight sacks has happened at least five times this season, yeah. and I think we got two good defenses that have a chance to do it. So you know, you never know. I hope somebody has that moment. Awesome, Kurt. When you were bagging groceries 30 years ago, <laughs> did you ever think? that they would make a movie about you? Um, no, of course not. When I was begging, <laughs> no, yeah. When I was stocking shelves and, and doing that sort of thing, um, you, never, you never think about that sort of thing. You know, at that time, yeah. it was just like, I just want another shot to play in the league. I just right. want a chance. And the crazy thing about it is that, you know, for so much of my journey, I would have traded my journey with anybody else. Like, I want a different story. I don't want to, you know, have to go through, you know, these different things. And now it's funny that I look back on it now and I go, man, you know, I love that I've got a story that nobody else has. Right. You know, that I've got a journey that they were able to make a movie uh, about me that's been able to inspire and, and encourage a lot of people. So uh, it's crazy how life works sometimes, you know. You, you don't, uh, you, you have a plan and the way you want it to play out. But sometimes another plan is, is a little bit better. Yeah, you waited, and all of a sudden it's the greatest show yeah. on turf. Yes, that was some good times, <laughs> yeah. some fun moments, that's for sure. Can you walk us through those teams? Because those were, at least for me, the first Super Bowl I remember yep. was, was, was you. Okay. So congratulations. You know, yeah. you're, you're in my memory now. Sure, I love it. First ever Super Bowl win, obviously. But what were those teams like? I mean, they were so spectacular. You guys were breaking yeah. records. So fun, and quite frankly, it almost – ushered in a new era right. of football, if you will. I, I mean, that's kind of how I feel. I think that's how we feel as a team that was kind of exciting about it is that, yeah, it was fun for us to play, mm -hmm. but we showed people you can play yeah. the game differently. You know, before that, it was more about running the football and throwing when you had to, and we kind of said, hey, you can throw to win. Like, you can have fun, and you can spread it out, and you can do this fun and exciting brand of football yeah. and still win football games and win championships and so I think you're very much right that the NFL we see now was kind of ushered in by what we did now they've changed some rules they've made sure. it a little bit easier yeah. for those offenses <laughs> right but it's more exciting it's fun it's fun to watch the ball being thrown all over the place and big plays being made all over and so I think we take great pride in not only what we were able to accomplish but the fact that we did show kind of the world in the league that there's another way to do it. There's a fun way to do it that doesn't mean you just have to hand the football off. And, um, you know, it has morphed into what the game is now. Talk about the Iowa connection with you and Brock Purdy, Kurt. <laughs> well, a little Iowa connection, a little Arizona connection. He grew up in Arizona. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I, you know, I've known about him, and, and I've known him for a couple years now. And then, as you said, the Iowa connection. There's always a, uh, you know, a great connection when you have people from Iowa. You know, Iowa is so great. Uh, great values, great people. Um, you know, I didn't like Iowa State when I was growing up, though. I was a Hawkeye fan. Right. Um, but you pull for, you know, guys that you know, whether it's the Arizona kid, yeah. I'm pulling for him, whether it's the Iowa kid, whether it's the guy that was drafted late, like the undrafted guy. I mean, there's so many different connections and reasons why I'm pulling for Brock. He's been great. 
in his two years. I want to celebrate what he's accomplished. Like, I don't know why we have to keep trying to put him in a bottle and say, well, he's not a leader. Is he, yeah. Wh- yeah. Whatever. He's been great for right. two years. He's in the Super Bowl. Celebrate his journey um, because, you know, again, I think there's a lot of people out there that say, well, you know, I'm never going to be as fast as Lamar Jackson <laughs> or I'm not going to be as big as Josh Allen. Right. Um, you know, so – can I play this game? Can I do it? And, and Brock's going, hey, I'll hold the, hold the torch for all you guys that, that aren't as talented, that aren't as fast, that aren't as big, and say, you can still accomplish your dreams. You can still get to the Super Bowl and do those sorts of things. So I love that we have different storylines. We have different guys, different backgrounds of guys that are playing at the highest level and playing in this Super Bowl and um, you know, kind of going back to the theme. I hope they all have their bingo moment. I hope yeah. Brock has yeah. an unbelievable game and, and kind of set himself apart Absolutely. in this one. In regards to the other side here, Patrick Mahomes has been here multiple times now. He keeps finding ways to get it done. Yeah. All of a sudden, he turns it on in the playoffs. Regular season, a little bit of a struggle. You were all wondering yeah. what's going on. Playoffs come around, zero turnover-worthy throws, taking care yeah. of the football. How much of that just comes with being here time and time again? How he understands that maybe the regular season that can be more aggressive might be an interception. Yeah. Playoff time. That ain't going to happen. Well, yeah, it's about playing your best football in those moments, and it's about understanding what you need to do for your team. And I think that's maybe been the most impressive thing about Patrick is that here's a guy that set all the records. Here's a guy that's used to throwing the ball all over. He's used to scoring 30 points a game, and now you say, hey, we just need you to score 20 and don't make any mistakes. To change that mentality, I mean, I was a gunslinger. Like I, yeah, I threw a yeah. lot of interceptions. I didn't care. Yeah. I was going to pressure the defense. That's how I played. Um, and so, you know, when somebody tells you you got to pull back now and you've got to play differently, uh, that's a big, you know, shift in the mindset. But Patrick's been great. He's made the plays he's supposed to make, but he understands, hey, it's okay to punt. It's yeah. okay for the defense to be right. the star in this game, and that's not always an easy thing because we all have egos, right? Yeah, we all right. we all want to be the star. I want to be the reason that we win, and, and Patrick has kind of taken a back seat to that, um, and it's been really impressive to watch because when you have great players that understand and can win a lot of different ways, you know, you sit back and go, man, how are we ever going to – like, you know, if he can win by not turning the ball over, he can win by making no-look passes, he can win by throwing for 400 yards yeah. or, or win by throwing for 200, um, it just makes it harder and harder on all those other guys that are going, okay, how are we going to – like, how are we going to knock this guy down? <laughs> how are we going to knock him off that pedestal? It's an amoeba. Can he just, yeah. just change? Yeah, exactly. I want to get you out on this, Kurt. Um, I want to ask you, um, who was a team or, or, or a player that was really difficult to go up against in your career? Oh, gosh. I mean, that, that's easy. For me, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the, the great defense, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Rondé Barber. I mean, all yeah. those Hall of Famers yeah. uh, going against us. And, you know, it was one team that I always struggled with. You know, they had the ability on all three levels to beat you. Uh, so if you couldn't block Warren Sapp, uh, it fed right into to what those guys did on the yeah. back end. And so uh, if there was one team that I would never want to face again, it would be that Tampa Bay Bucks defense. Uh, awesome. Before we get you out of here, Bingo Blitz, one more time. Where can folks go? Okay, just uh, you can just download the Bingo Blitz app wherever you get your apps. Uh, sign up for the free accounts, free app. Sign up for the free account. Um, and that's all you really have to do. And then it comes down to cheering for these defenses to get – Eight sacks. One of these teams to get eight sacks, set the Super Bowl record, and then one lucky uh, account holder is going to win $1 million. And Malcolm has hey, something Kurt, for you. I oh, I love it. You. I have a special one with sweater for you. Oh, I love it. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate what you do. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kurt. Again, Special Olympics launched the Yeah, I Am Special hey, campaign. The organization is working hard to erase the stigma that is associated with the word special. 
Man, that's fun. Kurt yeah. Warner is Kurt Warner awesome. Kurt Warner was a lot of fun to talk to. Again, it's true. That was the first Super Bowl I remembered with the greatest show on turf. That was my formative years watching football. Kurt was a big part. Again, he was a guy that transformed yeah. the game. It's actually been funny. I almost wish I would have asked, do, do you and Emmett Smith ever, uh, ever, ever uh, butt heads, right? Kind of wondering, you know, you kind, you kind of took the uh, – the mantle away from the running backs there. That'd, that'd have been Osborne good. Coming up now, Sterling. KJ Osborne coming up right now. Wow. KJ, how, how you doing? doing KJ? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll get you on quick. See, oh, I, you, you weren't even ready right there. I'm great. I'm great, man. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, doing really KJ, well, man. It's a pleasure. Well, we got to get you going because you know, you're always filling in. You, you, you're a guy <laughs> that has to step up, and yeah. you always step up in big ways. Right. Yeah. It seems like in every single big moment. You're a guy that is coming down with the football. What, what makes you so good in these big-time moments? I, mean, I think practice, you know, just, just my preparation. Uh, in the offseason, I put myself, you know, in those moments. And, you know, just repetition, repetition. You know, today is, what, 2 8 I'm, I'm a big Kobe guy. You know, <laughs> so that, you know, that mama mentality got to ca- yeah. kick in. And, uh, you know, after throughout my career, I've seen that, you know, Kirk, he was coming to me in those big moments, you know, ever since my second year and I first yeah. stepped in. Uh, so I kind of started becoming, you know, that guy. So when that time comes around, um, you know, no matter if I've got a catch or two, yeah. uh, I know it's, it might be coming, so uh, I try to get ready for it. Before we talk more football here, I know you're also brought to us by Sleep Number. What are you doing with Sleep Number? Oh, man, I've had a partnership with Sleep Number for a couple years now, and it's been wonderful, man. I told them that I'm, a, I'm the perfect guy for the brand. <laughs> you know, some guys, sometimes you get some marketing deals, you know, you're talking about something that you don't really believe in, yeah, and you got to right. sell it. Uh, but I am a true, you know, believer in my sleep. Uh, and my recovery, you know, I check my sleep number every every morning, you know, and my sleep score, you know, what it's done for me and how it affects my performance. And, uh, you know, recovery is just truly big for me. You know, I try to get my recovery after after every practice. You know, I'm, I'm a guy getting massages and acupuncture and all types of things like that. Um, but, you know, sleep, you know, is, is the the top dog out of all of those things. So it's something that I, I truly, that's, that's, that's super important for me. And, uh, you know, sleep number is the, is the perfect brand for me. Shifting gears back to football, uh, KJ, what makes Kirk Cousins such a great leader on the team? Oh, man, his on-the-field and off-the-field presence. I mean, Kirk's, you know, on-the-field presence is, is already, you know, uh, you know, it speaks for itself, you know, if you see yeah. his numbers and seeing that thing that he does. But, I mean, uh, the Netflix series came out, and I think other people really got to see the true guy that he really is, even off yeah. the field. I mean, his leadership, uh, you know, Kirk, he took the whole offense. You know, we, we hopped on the PJ. He took us to his hometown, <laughs> uh, you know, show us where he grew up, you know, just, just things like that. He all brought us back. Those type of things, you know, make you want to play for a guy like that. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, it, it, it you know, only speaks to his leadership more. And, you know, so we do we then we do get on the field. You know, his preparation. Um, like I always say, you know, Kirk's preparation, you know, makes me want to prepare more. You know yeah. how smart he is. You know how much he loves the game. Uh, you know, and, and all that that ta- that practice and that preparation that that he does. You know, you see it play off on Sunday. I love that series, quarterback on Netflix. I watched all eight, all eight oh, yeah. episodes of that series. Oh awesome. yeah, it was it was awesome. I, I got so many texts about it, and I'm just like, you know, is Kirk really like that? I'm like, I mean, I wish everybody could be around him, man. Yeah, he, yeah. He's such a joy to be around. Down 33 to zero at halftime. Mm-hmm. What is going through your right. mind? I mean, you're sitting there like, <laughs> right. man, this sucks. We right. get here. And, you know, what's the thought? Then how do you turn it around? And obviously you were a big part. Ten receptions, 157 yards, mm-hmm. a touchdown. How do you find the will to come right. back from that? Man, it was, a, it was a crazy game because, you know, we had been playing so well. You know, that, that yeah. year we were playing so well. And, you know, that 33 to nothing lead just just happened so quickly you know with some <laughs> yeah. some turnovers some fumbles and some interception you know so and, and next thing you know we look up too and it's like you know it's, what it was it 12 o'clock on a saturday or one o'clock and we're like damn we down 33 zero it's only halftime <laughs> so personally for myself i always tell the story that there was a time where justin went down so we already we already getting our butts kicked 
Now Justin went down, and you know everybody knows Justin Jefferson. I, I always joke, I'm like, that's like our savior of Minnesota. So when <laughs> I, I, I told I tell the story when Justin went down, I felt like the whole stadium just like was in tears because like yeah. that's our Justin yeah. Jefferson. We're already down 33-0. So I'm like, man, I gotta make a play. Are we gonna get ran out of here? Yeah. So I, at that moment, uh, personally, I just tried to, you know, I moved to, to the X where Justin was playing. So I'm like, I know the ball is gonna be coming, and I just tried to, you know, just will us back. And you know, just, at that point, it was just a pride thing. You know, they talk about don't look at the scoreboard, just play. Next yeah. thing you know, uh, you know, we were back in that game and uh, we were able to get it done. Your your Mount Rushmore, KJ, of wide receivers of all time. Oh man, how like of, of how many? Like like four, five, top four. Top four? Yeah. Um, Jay Rice. Uh huh. Randy Moss. Yep. Mm. Mm. Now, now the next, the next couple you got, you got to yeah. think about. It gets tough, man. It, it's tough. You, you, it you have the top two, right? Right. Like, yeah. Okay, well, who am Dennis. I moving off? Who am I going with? Yeah, who, who, who you going Cause with? Because I, I, I like, I like Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, Calvin yeah. Jo- Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Oh, Calvin Johnson. Uh, so I guess that's a, I guess that's the top four. Damn. That top, but I think it's always that that fourth that fourth fifth spot. That I means so many people could you know you could you could put in that you, Chris Carter. You know, it's, yeah. there's so many you know so many guys that that you can name. I, I personally think Antonio Brown's one of the best receivers ever. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. You know, so it's it's all types of guys you can put there. All right, you're not just a great player on the field, but also a great dude off it. For people that don't know, you helped save someone from a burning car. Can you mm. walk us through? Yeah how you, yeah. you I mean this is crazy to yeah, me like yeah. so I was in uh, I was in Austin Texas and I was headed home and there was a car you know to my right my overdrivers just started screaming and I'm like you know what is this guy screaming about I don't see anybody on the street yeah. and to my right it was a car that was on fire and my overdriver pulled over and he's handed me the phone like call 911 I'm like man I've never been to Austin Texas I don't I wouldn't be be able to tell him a rat yeah so I'm like you get it I was like we got to go to this guy so we both stopped uh, my Uber driver Abdul, he was the first one. Like ran up to the car, no fear. The car is on burning in flames, and uh, you know myself, Arthur, Rita, and the, the couple others that was with us, uh, we were eventually able to go out and help pull Nelson out of the vehicle, and uh, you know obviously save his life. And it, it's been uh, you know super uh, a blessing. You know just telling that story. I had them all up for a game in Minnesota. Oh, uh, they were able to you know oh, see man. the facilities and you know come on the field pregame. And I, I told him that night, and I said you know I I, I want to let you guys know you know I'm an NFL player, and this story is going to blow up. So I say I, we took a picture because I'm like I want you guys to be able to get the love and you know that you know you guys are heroes you know what I'm saying and, uh, so they were able to come to Minnesota and it was it was, it was a great time. That's Quickly awesome. before we get you before we get you out of here, KJ, Chiefs Niners, who you got? Mm, one, I don't really care who wins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who wins, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs win again, man. I, I w- honestly wouldn't be surprised. I. I I mean, Pat Mahomes, I mean, how, how can you deny him, you know, what he's been doing? Uh, you know, everybody thought the Ravens were going. You know, they had they doubted the Chiefs, you know, all, all year long. You know, they talked about all the different problems that they had, mm-hmm. and somehow they're still here. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Chiefs pull it off. But I have, a lot of, I have a lot of friends on the, on the 49ers, so uh, oh, you know, I, I'd be happy boy. to see them do something as well. So I'm just a fan watching at this point. Do you have any expectations as you head into free agency, a new, a new step in mm, your chapter? Right. Do you have some priorities you have laid out? Oh, yeah, there, there's some, a lot of priorities that I have laid out with my team. You know, we're discussing it. Uh, I'm excited for it, man. First time going through it. So, um, you know, I'm taking a day at a time. But, you know, when that time's come, you know, I'll be ready. Hey, good luck, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Good, good luck, KJ, KJ Osborne man. with sleep KJ number. Osborne, By the way, I need a sleep number. I, th- I think I need oh, that, no, man. No, 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 seriously, it's life-changing. Yeah, I know. It's, it's life-changing. As a dude with a bad I'm, back. I'm, I'm spoiled now. I'm spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank yeah, you, man. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, take it easy.
Uh, that's KJ Osborne, wide receiver with the Vikings. We'll see where he ends up. I would say I wouldn't uh, wouldn't mind a little KJ and KC, huh? Right. KJ and KC has a nice little ring to it. Uh, I'm gonna get out with you, Malcolm, for a moment. I'm getting out. You yeah. know who's coming in? Patrick Dang Allen. Patrick. Relief. Swing through, pal. I'm here for relief. Thanks for keeping my chair warm. Toasty. All right. <laughs> Appreciate you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Next up, we got Alex Singleton and Vince Egan. Gonna cut, we're going to talk about Special Olympic School of Strength here in a, in a matter of moments. What's up, Malcolm? What's up, Patrick? How are you doing today, brother? Awesome, Patrick. How's it been going this morning? It's been going um, excellent. What's up, Vince? What's up, Alex? What's up? What's up, fellas? How's it going? Welcome in, Patrick, Welcome in. Malcolm. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Good. got to share this one, Vince. Oh, man. You can hold it. Okay. <laughs> so this is awesome, man. Obviously, you know, fan side to hear. We're doing our unified reporting with Special Olympics. Malcolm, our guys, our unified reporters, been here for the second year in a row with us on Radio Row. Uh, you guys are doing school, the school strength campaign. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, just Snack Zone uh, started, in, in, I think, December. Um, we decide. I decided... Uh, to get on there to speak about nutrition, um, talk about portions, um, eating better, like let's say like uh, pretzels and peanut butter uh, are my favorite snack. Um, yeah. I'm a big peanut butter guy myself. Me too. Can't go wrong with peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, peanut butter's awesome. Favorite, uh, favorite healthy snack after a workout? Ooh. Um... Uh... After the protein shake, I'm yeah. going um, favorite healthy snack. See, I'm very, very uh, boring. I do chicken and rice and beef all the time. What about you, Vince? I go and get some nice chicken, uh, a little bit uh, some rice, but not much rice. I, I eat more chicken. That's good portion control. Yeah. And that's what the snack zone's all about, is knowing your portions and uh, knowing what to do. Why is it so important for Special Olympics athletes to be healthy when it comes to the school of strength? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, everyone's an athlete. And so you should treat your body how, you know, an athlete should, you know. And I think, you know, nutrition is the one thing you can do 24-7. It's the only thing that, you know, if, you know, you have a little setback, it, it, it can hurt you. You know, you can't work out for 24 hours a day. You can't. You can't train 24 hours a day. You can't watch film 24 hours a day. You can't play basketball 24 hours a day. But the right. one thing you can do is, you know, have the right meals, uh, eat the right foods, know your portion controls and all that. And, you know, because the biggest thing I, I took from this, uh, you know, nutrition campaign is, you know, 60% of uh, Special Olympics athletes are either obese or overweight. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that is, that's just not fair to the athletes. So to, right. you know, for Special Olympics to put this campaign on and be able to go, hey, here's a here's a playbook, here's a guideline on how to how to break that, how to how to get this percent down, and you know, give give the participants, give the athletes the the bodies and the the health that they deserve to be able to compete as long as they want. Incredible, awesome. yeah. Incredible. So, Alex, you know you know all about coming uh, overcoming obstacles, which we know a lot of Special Olympics athletes have to overcome when they're competing. 
you came into the league undrafted, you were cut a few times, you went to the CFL for a while, then you've returned to the NFL with the Eagles and eventually finding a home with the Denver Broncos. Congratulations on your contract, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, how did you keep yourself motivated to continue chasing your NFL dream? Yeah, uh, for, you know, I would say the biggest thing was my family. You know, they let me keep coming home and uh, chase the dream, kept training. And so, you know, the fact, you know, my mom would come to the airport, you know, two, three, four times a week. And in L.A., going to LAX is not an easy trip. That's a, that's a real pain to go, to go to that airport. So, you know, I would say for them. And then, you know, for me, it was just kind of keeping that mindset. If they're going to be in my corner, you know, there's no reason I can't and shouldn't give. 100, 110% every single day to, you know, make this come true. And then when I got the opportunity to go to Canada, it was kind of all eggs in the basket. We'll see what happens. I'm going to go there for three years and kind of give it my all. And yeah, then I did and got to come back to Philadelphia. And that was, you know, kind of where the NFL started. But, uh, you know, if it just would have been a CFL career, I would have, you know, been over the moon because, you know, I was playing football for a living. Yeah. So, Alex, you have a sister, um, Ashley, who does special business in uh, Southern California. Talk a little bit about that connection with, you know, with you and your sister, um, Ashley. Yeah, uh, yeah, so it's my big sister, uh, Ashley, and so she's been a, you know, Special Olympics athlete for 25 years. So my entire life, you know, I've been a fan of, you know, my sister competing in Special Olympics. So to me, that's, that's where I get, like, my passion and love for sports is, you know, watching her, her friends, her fellow competitors compete I think Special Olympics that's the one thing it's it's taught me with you know my career and uh, just playing football even from a young age was one to give it everything I have and to play with a smile because I think you know playing sports is the greatest thing we can do so even you know you know at the NFL level I think to still be able to play that way is a hundred percent from her and just seeing the way uh, she competes in sports you know every week uh, even to this day. You said Ashley's your big sister? Oh, yeah. Did she, so did watching her compete as an athlete inspire you as, as you were following your own athletic career? Oh, 100%. That's what, yeah, that's, it's the reason I play with a smile on my face. It's the reason I enjoy every day that I get to play because, you know, just seeing, you know, the struggles she had to go through and the struggles, you know, she does go through, you know, on a soccer field and a swimming pool, all that stuff. So to be where I'm at, it, it would be, you know, a detriment to myself and my career to, to not go with that same mindset to every single day that, you know, I'm playing football. Absolutely. Hey, Vince, I want to ask you, uh, what's, you know, what sports do you do in Special Olympics? And if you had to choose one of the sports that you, that you participate in, which one's your favorite? Uh, so I play basketball, soccer, uh, flag football, and golf. And my favorite sport of all time is golf, and I would choose that over any other sport. Why, why golf? Uh, the challenging, it's very challenging to play on the golf course. Um, having the patience to play that sport mm -hmm. takes a lot. Um, so, yeah. Malcolm's also a basketball player. I'm he, also a basketball player. He plays player. power forward. What position do you play? Um, so, what was the question again? What? I play I play basketball with specialists. What position do you play? I I'm usually the one that tries to grab the ball, so mainly like a forward, um, sometimes point guard. So we need so to get a hoop here, a little yeah, while. Yeah, so we're gonna have to. Hoop, so you know? so basically, you and me play the play the same position, basically. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so Alex, I, I wanted to ask you. You faced this Chiefs team this season. Um, what makes their offense so hard to stop? 
they got a pretty decent guy at quarterback. He's, he's okay. He's, a, he's an okay guy. Uh, you know, I would say, you know, we, we say it all the time in our meetings. So they have the original play. And, you know, you might be able to stop that, but then they improvise. And they kind of run a backyard football play after that. So we always say you got to stop the first play and then the second play in yeah. one play. And so that that's what I think makes them, uh, you know, pretty deadly in the pass game. And then I think this year their run game has really stepped up a ton. And I think Pacheco, uh, you know, in his second year in the league has uh, played even better than he did as a rookie. So, yeah, that yeah, that helps a lot. And so they, they have a full dynamic offense. It kind of took a few weeks for them to get in the rhythm, and they have been for, you know, the last five or six weeks. And they're playing really good football. Yeah, the Chiefs are hoping to win some more hardware this, uh, this year at the Super Bowl. Vince, I see you've got a medals. lot of uh, hardware and medals Talk yourself. Talk about some medals that you have. So the gold one is from Austria um, in 2017. And then the silver and the bronze are in golf. Um, Did you just casually say you have a gold from Austria in 2017? <laughs> wow. Uh, so I got in the Super G. Um, it was awesome doing that. Um, great opportunity to get to be chosen from my state but also to represent US, the U.S. and it was the coolest thing ever to go to that um, yeah. Are those medals heavy? Oh yeah, yeah. they're pretty heavy they're yeah, pretty I, heavy. I have medals myself as well I got a I won a medal at the USA Games I was part of the Unified Challenge where I was with a, uh, I was with Miss Alaska's Emma Broyles. Her brother does special women's in Alaska. And uh, I got medals in there. I got a unified basketball medal last year. My unified basketball team went undefeated. We won 7-0 last year. And uh, so I have a lot of medals in my 18 years as a special women's athlete. Nice. We just got one more minute left with you guys. So really quickly, I'd love to get both of your predictions for Sunday. Who's going to win? And, uh, and one more time, let folks know where they can find out more about School of Strength. I mean, since I can't choose the Chiefs, everyone should know yeah. who I'm going for. So I would say the most important thing for us this week is School of Strength, uh, you know, Snack Zone. And to go to specialolympics.org slash Snack Zone, you can find it all, the playbook, the recipes, uh, portion controls. You can watch uh, the fun videos we, we got to create and uh, see what we do. But, yeah, I'm not cheering for the Chiefs, I can tell you that. I understand. How about you, Vince? Uh, I I want the Chiefs to win. It's gonna be a, a, a close close game. It'll be a, a defense of game. I think um, it's gonna be a great game. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, you guys are gonna have to talk. He's rooting for the Chiefs. You need yeah. to set him straight. Oh, yeah. We already started <laughs> talking about a jersey swap. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like well, that. fellas, appreciate oh, yeah. you coming by. Appreciate yeah, you. Nice to meet you, Alex. Thank Good to meet you, Vince. Thanks, Vince. Good to yeah. meet you, too. Best of luck. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that you was Alex Singleton of and the Denver Vince Broncos. Vince of Special Olympics Colorado. Yeah. Very cool, man. I love uh, – I love seeing Special Olympics athletes and pro athletes working together. Uh, I love and that. Doing good things. I, I love that tandem and, and that collaboration, you know, between yeah. the two. That's what it's all about. That's what we're doing here. Absolutely. Um, and as you always point out, you know, showing uh, it's really important to show people, you know, uh, what abilities you have and that you can. Right. You know, and what superpowers you have yeah, and, what, superpowers. And, and how you can and how you can overcome them. Absolutely. Coming up here in a, in a little bit, we've got Amir Smith-Marset. Um, oh, yo, what's up, man? What's I'm up? about to get a mic. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Amir, how you doing? Amir, Patrick you? and, and I'm Malcolm. Good. Malcolm is our uh, Special Olympics athlete. We're doing unified reporting here with Fanside, so he's What's been with up? us for What's a couple up? years on Radio Row. And uh, yeah, man, we're happy. We're happy to have you. We're happy uh, to have you today. Let us know. I'm happy uh, to be here. Who, who are you here working with? Uh, what you mean? Are you working with anybody? Like. Uh, just, just out there yeah. doing the rounds. All right, yeah. man. Cool. All right, cool. Um, so obviously, like, uh, I got a lot of questions for you. I'm, a, I'm a Chiefs fan. I know you're not the Chiefs anymore. Uh, I'm a little yeah. bit bummed out about yeah. that. You know, but um, <laughs> you, you got added to the Chiefs practice squad last year, and, and ultimately got to become part of that Super Bowl yeah. run. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your impression of the Kansas City's like organizational culture? Um, shoot, they know how to win. Um, it was something. Um, it was basically like when the opportunity presented itself, it was like a no-brainer. You get the uh, get a chance or opportunity to go play with one of the, the, the probably the best quarterback to like probably ever touch the pigskin. So it's just like you go there with uh, an offensive mind that you know guru like Andy Reid, and it's just like you don't say no to that, especially at the wide receiver position. So um, I was definitely g- glad that opportunity presented itself, and that's where I wanted to be. Absolutely. I'd love to ask you, what's the most exciting stadium to play in as a player? Um, it's a, it's some cool stadiums I didn't play. Then uh, Minnesota on Thursdays is absolutely electric. Um, shoot, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying I'm hopefully the Panthers you know stadium turns up. But it's beautiful to play in the Panther Stadium. I like that stadium a lot. Um, so yeah, but I'm probably gonna go Minnesota night Minnesota on Thursday nights. It's it's, it's that's something that's really different. Nice. And Kansas City is probably dope too. Uh, AFC. If you make it to the AFC Conference Championship in, in I Arrowhead, you, it's crazy. I wanted to ask you about the preseason with the Chiefs because you really showed out. Uh, you played really well in the preseason. You made a lot of nice splash plays. I think a lot of there was a, a deep wide receiver room. A lot of Chiefs fans were hoping that you would make the final roster, uh, and you ended up getting traded yeah. uh, to, to Carolina. So yeah. obviously you were on the bubble, but you had done enough to show not only the Chiefs but the rest of the league. You belong out there playing on a regular basis. What did the Chiefs tell you when they decide when they let you know that they were going to trade you? Um, uh, when I was uh, the day before cut day, uh, I was chilling playing a game, and uh, I felt like um, I went out there and I made the, the the best of every opportunity. So I was just sitting there thinking, hopefully, like why not be the one of those people where it's like they're going to give me a shot. So I was just sitting there thinking, like maybe a, like I was created that opportunity for myself, and then. When um, the night before I got the call from Brett, Brett Veach, he told me that, you know, you set yourself up to not just uh, play in this league, but be contribute to a team right now. And uh, he told me that, like, he liked, he liked everything I did, I, how I came to work every day and, to, you know, just showed up. So um, I did that and uh, I heard that and I was just like, he, you know what, he's right. And uh, he just he never has the possibility of coming back in the future and stuff. So, I mean, it was just like this is what he thinks best for the, the Chiefs at this moment. And um, you never know. You don't rule out something in the future where it could work out where we back again. So, like, I respected the move that they made and uh, just allowed me to go out there and give, give, get another opportunity somewhere else and actually contribute. So yeah. I, I thank them for that one. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice you ever received as a player in football? Um, the shoot, the best thing I could probably say is uh, I didn't hurt so much, but like just take it day 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 by day because you know the, the way this game plays out is is you never know what's gonna happen. So just take it day by day and enjoy the process. Uh, the process is something that like you know everybody's going through, and somebody some other people's processes are faster than others. So uh, just you know, stay in your process and, and, and appreciate everything that you do in day-to-day, day-to-day life. 
Now I mentioned, I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan myself, so I watched all, you, all your preseason games, and then uh, I was bummed when you got traded, but I was happy for you. And then I saw, I'm watching you during the season, and I see you get a return for a touchdown. I think that was in a primetime game too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And I was Thursday like, dang it, night. man, yeah. we should have kept this guy. Um, did, did Chiefs fans, when you went to Carolina, did you, did you find that they were still supporting you and cheering you on? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, when um, you do you you have good games and stuff like that, you always get you always get those messages that say, oh man, we wish we would have kept you and stuff like that. Like, uh, good good job, you're doing your thing, but we miss you over here. So uh, it's exciting to get those type messages where you, you just feel love from another another place. You was able to get an opportunity and show what you your worth. You get what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like it was. It's, it's always cool getting those messages from from fans saying, you know, we miss you and stuff like that. So I, I appreciate nice. that. Is there a player or a team that was that was tough to go up against for you? And if so, um, which one? Um, a player or a team? Uh, probably the Cowboys. My fam, all my fam, most of my family are Cowboys fans. So we got to play them, and it's just like. I know my family's probably like going for the Cowboys, but really going for me because you know I'm out there doing my thing and getting getting to live out my dream. But it's just like it's probably the Cowboys, so it's it's always fun doing that. So you know another receiver that you played with when you were in Kansas City, Rashi Rice, broke out kind of as the season went on. He's a rookie, was learning everything. Uh, as somebody who played with him, what do you think makes him unique as a wide receiver? And could you see it back in camp? That, yeah, definitely, that he definitely. He was he, he was physical. He's able to make every contested catch. Um, and he's a strong he's a strong body. He he's not somebody you're gonna bully out there. And uh, he just he just he just got that dog in him. Like bro's gonna do what it do to to make a play. And uh, he he's never gonna quit no matter how many times they they come they go at him. Um, he's he's always gonna be there to make a play. And uh, his confidence is is unwavering. So um, I've been there with him, and uh, I didn't see him like literally like. Hey, we going back to you for we going back to you for we going back to you, and, and he's can't come through. So like he's a he's a dog, man. He got that dog in him. I want to ask you about your thoughts on the on the game on Sunday, Chiefs and 49ers. You got an X factor outside of uh, Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, man. You know, New Jersey guy, man. My dog, my that's that's my brother. So uh, you know, I'm always going for pop. I always want pop to win. You know, uh, we come from the same we come from the same state, and uh, it's not too many of us coming out this state. That's doing what we're doing right now, and um, so you know the X factor I believe is if Pop, they, they get Pop going early, it's gonna be a long game. They say he runs like he's mad at the ground. Man, <laughs> Pop, 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 run like he mad at everybody in in his way. Yeah, so, don't be in his way. You know, as as a as a returner, returning punts especially, I as a fan when I'm watching my team when it, when everybody's punting the ball, I'm always terrified. I feel like it's the hardest, one of the hardest things to do right. in the game. You're trying to watch to see, do I, do I have room to actually make this? Do I need the fair catch? Then you got to catch it. You know those guys are jawing at you, trying to make you job it. Right. How do you do that, man? Like, how do you make that split-second decision where you got to track the ball, you don't want them off it, um, you know you're trying to avoid a hit immediately. It's, right. it's, so, it's uh, insane. In, in college, uh, it was we, I will always remember my coach saying, uh, uh, time is distance. So, like, if that ball sits up forever, you can count in your head how many uh, – seconds is, is going like if you can one two instead of just being able to react you might want to fear catch that one where you got to yeah. think you yeah. get what i'm saying and then if you get one that's that's not as high um that's going to turn over real well it's usually a traditional punt 
then you could get under it. You know you might be able to get it in your hands fast enough, make somebody miss real quick. And uh, it's just those split seconds that you just practice and you work on. Uh, whether or not, if you're going to catch it, if you got enough time to make moves, you put yourself through those high-pressure situations. And um, you, then you, it makes it easier when you go out there on Sundays because the, the more you react and do in practice, the better, better off it's going to show up in the game without no hesitation. Do you have a favorite sports team outside of football? Um, do I have a favorite sports team outside of football? Um, um, the Iowa women's basketball team is my favorite. I like Caitlin Clark. Awesome. Pretty good. Pretty good. She's uh, she's she, amazing. She's she's yeah. just lining them up from half court, man. Yeah. On the logo, it's crazy. She's cold blooded, man. Yeah, she's cold blooded. She's a female from Steph Curry. The, yeah, yep, she is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 quite a scene to see. Um, all right, so you know, I want to ask you a little bit about Dave Tobe. Obviously, you worked a little bit with in Kansas City. Uh-huh. Sometimes Chiefs fans get mad because they feel like the the, the the punt returners will like they'll return a ball inside the five, and a lot of times you hear like, "Hey, put your put your heels on the ten yard line, don't back up." That they'll do it. How does Dave Tobe coach that? Is it the play? Are the players uh, doing it, or is he is he coaching uh, it to be aggressive? To be honest, he, to be know. honest, he put people out there that's going that's going to be fearless. One, two. If you think you can do it, why not go for it? But because. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, the offense is quite strong. So, like, they got a lot of faith in 15. So, it's like if you feel like if you, feel like you can get, make something happen when you catch the ball, um, then make something happen. But, like, ultimately at the end of the day, be smart about it. Uh, don't take too many chances because, you know, as the football game goes on, you know, you don't really get that many chances. So, you don't want to keep starting inside your five or your ten. So, uh, he just tell you be smart. Um, take it when it's there. And, uh if you're going to take it, just take it and be, you know, do what you're, do your thing with it. Uh, just don't cause too many problems. So, right. So we'll be cool. Do you have a favorite restaurant in Charlotte? Um, re- favorite restaurant in Charlotte? Um, I don't even know. I haven't really gone out to eat there that much. Uh, not yet, at least. I went to STK once. I like that. Uh, they, I'm going to probably go STK. Awesome. How, you, how far away do you feel Carolina is? Obviously not a lot of wins this season kind of a rebuilding team. You had a young quarterback, dealt with an injury and all that stuff, um, but also provided you with an opportunity to get on the field a little bit, show what you could do, not just as a returner, but as a receiver. How far away do you think that team is from, from turning the corner, and do you think your role will, will uh, expand? Um, I definitely believe, you know, we we, we close. Um, we got the talent um, to go out there and put something together. It's just going to take, take time of everybody, you know, just coming in and coming as a collective and agreeing that, like, we're not going to take nothing this year. Um, and then just going out there and actually, you know, fighting and battling for each other and, you know, trying to trying to work hard for your, your coach and just prove to them that you want to go out there and play ball. Um, so I feel like we're right around the corner. And um, it's a few pieces. I, you know, I pray my role expand. Uh, I, I just want to go out there and prove each week, week in and week out that, you know, I'm – I can be one of the best players in this league, and um, you know it just take you know time and opportunity. And every time I feel like I've gone out there, I've been able to show that I belong in this game, you know. And um, I'm never going to shy away from the moment. So I believe I can take that next step, and I'm ready to do that. Yeah. You're one of those guys who just always seems to make a play whenever you get an opportunity. Right. And I've been watching sports a long time, and that's always those are always the guys I'm like, give that guy the ball more. Yeah, just give me you a know? chance. All I wanted is, was a, all I need is a chance. So uh, I've yeah, been watching sports for a long time too. Yeah, yeah. Facts. All I need is a chance. All right. So growing up, uh, who was your favorite wide receiver? Uh, Deshaun Jackson, without a doubt, it was my dog. 
Yeah. yeah. Is there anybody you model your game after? Growing up, the whole I just I, I I ain't gonna lie. I had a chance to go either defense or offense in college, right? Ask me why do I want to play offense? I told you because I want to make touchdowns. I just always remember right. Deshaun Jackson being cool going to the end zone. So yeah. you're, I want to make touchdowns. You're Mount Rushmore of players all time. All time, mm -hmm. Mount Rushmore of players all time. Um. Uh, let's see. Deshaun Jackson's got to be in there. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go Isaiah Pacheco, New Jersey. Nice. Jabril Peppers, New Jersey, and then me, New and Jersey. You, it's the Jersey Rushmore. Jersey, the Jersey Rushmore. They're man. gonna start construction on it next week. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we know you gotta get out of here. What, let's get your final score prediction on Sunday. How's this one gonna shake out? Um. Two real good defenses, two real good offices. It, was, it might be a stalemate in there somewhere. I'm saying I'm I'm, t I'm going any, anywhere between 24-17 or 31-21 or something like that, somewhere around there. We got the Chiefs. We got the Chiefs. All right, Amir, appreciate Amir. you coming by. Really no an honor to talk to you. By, yeah, best right, of no luck problem. next season, man. Best of luck next care. season. That is Amir Smith-Marset yeah. of the Carolina Panthers. Thank you. Um, well, it was a great conversation. It was. I, I always like talking to guys who we, – we, we get to talk to a lot of people out here. We talk to some of the guys who Absolutely. are well-established in the league. Um, but then some of the underdogs, some of the long-shot guys who, yeah. are, who are kind of clinging to rosters. Underdogs, you just, not, you, you just don't hear them a lot. Right, yeah. You get the opportunity to talk to them and see, like, right. how, how did you make it from – training camp and uh, you're, you're, you're gonna get cut by the Chiefs but now you got traded to the Carolina Panthers and now you get a whole runway to work on that um, and, and and a Jersey and a Jersey born guy um, for you know no doubt I mean yeah. he's from Jersey Pacheco's from Jersey I'm telling you like it, it's like a Jersey Jersey Shore type affair football factory out yeah, there in Jersey, yeah, in Jersey. Um, we're gonna have uh, Fred Taylor coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, what's your favorite? Uh, do you have a Do you have a favorite position on the football field, Malcolm? I do. Favorite position has to be the. I I feel the my favorite position is the quarterback position, the QB position. Yeah, I mean that's the fun one to watch. Isn't yeah, it? I love I love watching QBs. Yeah. I love watching Tua Allen try to do their thing. I love watching uh, I love watching Lamar do his thing. I love Purdy and those guys do their thing. I just. I love the quarterback position. It's so cool. Obviously, the, the, the camera's on the quarterbacks a lot. But also, at the same time, you get to see um, the different varying skill sets and ways to play quarterback. Right. You know, There's you have, so like, a, a pocket passer like Joe Burrow or Tom Brady. You have a sidearm side like, like Mahomes. Mahomes. You know, the, 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 the way that Drew Brees was, you know, taught about how Pat Mahomes throws sidearm. Yeah. You know, as a, you know as, a, as a shortstop in baseball, you know, yeah. that's the best way you got to – you got to throw the football. Yeah, he is, he is incredible to watch. He is. Uh, and speaking of people who are incredible to watch, we're going to have the great Fred Taylor coming up here, uh, who was a running back from 98 to 2010, Jacksonville, New Jacksonville. England. Oh, Sterling Holmes there, here. There, Sterling there's Holmes been this debate I've been getting in my Twitter account, sorry, X account, that Dan Marino took the, the M&Ms back. No, these are the Dan Marino M&Ms, and I'm about to crush him right now, okay? <laughs> I don't know why everyone got this rumor that uh, I wasn't able to keep them. What happened right. to mine? He gave us two packs. Yeah, I didn't what get happened, it. What, what happened Somebody Patrick's? stole mine. I have both. <laughs> <laughs> you should put those in a case. 
Yeah. That's like Hall of Fame stuff. Those yeah, are Dan Marino's that, that, M&M's. That's Hall of Fame. That's Hall of Fame ask. You know what I mean? Boom. You got to hook me up with one of those, man. Yeah. I'm not eating breakfast. They can't hear me right now. You have to read my lips. <laughs> it's the Rolls Royce M&M's. <laughs> oh, man. Fred um, Taylor coming coming up so, now. What's we up, got Fred, Fred Taylor. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, good. Fred? Patrick. This right. is Malcolm. He's our special Olympics doing, reporter Malcolm? here. Awesome, Fred. Pretty good, man. Thanks for th thanks for hopping on with us today. Uh huh. My pleasure. My pleasure. So obviously we're here at the Super Bowl. Everybody's working with somebody. Well, what are you here promoting, Fred? I'm here with Crown Royal, man. Long-term partnership. Uh, last night we celebrated uh, at the uh, Super Bowl soulful celebration. I was able to present Nate uh, Burleson with a lifetime achievement uh, award on behalf of. Crown Royal, so that was amazing. Yeah. Nathan had an opportunity to uh, make a donation on behalf of Crown Royal's donation to his favorite charity, uh, which is the Veterans uh, uh, Charity back in, in Michigan. Very cool, very yeah. cool. My old man, absolutely. I love you too, brother. <laughs> What's up, Shrep? <laughs> What's up? I'm working. Oh, we, we I'm, got I'm working. Smith over you want to step and say, I mean, say a word? Come on in, Emmett. Come on in. What's up, man? Hold on, guys. I'm yeah, it's sorry. all good. We love you more. Oh, I'm breaking down. We breaking <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, rolled right up for us. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm here enjoying it. We'll see, man. You know, I appreciate see, when you're on every, radio, every word you ever put in for me. You never know who's yeah. gonna come by. Yeah, you just never Thank know. You. Thank you. Love you, man. I'll hit you. I hit your line. You stand some clean ones too. In a pair of Concords, just I say you stand some clean ones. Look at you. Just you know, saw Chad Ocho single pass by. Yeah, Ocho. Yeah. You know, I they, mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just here trying to work on behalf of Crown and talk yeah. about my beautiful partnership. Yeah. You yeah. know, talk some football. And I got legendary Ocho, obviously. Yeah. yeah. He's so uh, so bright and everyone loves Chad and he loves everyone. Yeah, then I, then the GOAT himself, the all-time leading rusher, Emmitt Smith. Yeah. There's always good chopping up with Emmett. So that's uh, NFL royalty right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at its best, right there. Mm -hmm. Two great running backs coming by our, our studio today. Yeah. Um, and my old man is a huge Crown Royal fan. He just retired a year ago, so I, he's in he's in Alabama right now on vacation. So uh -huh. Crown Royal. So I know. Uh, has he, he ever tried the Freddie T, the signature cocktail? I don't think he has. No, he, <clears> he, he puts it in the freezer and then drinks it straight. I like that. No ice. You don't water it down. Yeah. But just add a splash of ginger ale to it. Okay. Then he has my personal favorite. Okay. You know, uh, Crown and Ginger. So you got to shoot him a text and okay. let him know oh, that sure I uh, recommended that one for him. Dad, Fred Taylor says, "Yeah, do it up, man. A little ginger. That's right, a little uh, ginger. So you, during your career, you had seven 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Mm -hmm. How the hell did you do that, man? Like, how did you <laughs> hold is, up? I mean, this is, is not, a, this is not that, a position for the faint at That heart. is impressive, Fred. I well, want to know, like, how did you do it? How did I do it? Well, yeah. uh, let's just say um, I wasn't drinking Crown because I have to drink <laughs> responsibly. Yeah. Right. Um, no, um, I just, a lot of hard work. You know, just a lot of repetition, a lot of hard work, um, practicing training, proper nutrition, uh, getting my rest, uh, believing in the coaches, the system, and just getting out there and competing. I think the the, the one uh, determining factor is really just competing. Yeah. You know, each and every play, just going at it as hard as you can, never taking a playoff, and then eventually good things happen. And for me, uh, it, it took me a while to kind of understand that part of it. Uh, I just was playing off natural ability when I first came in. Then I endured some injuries, and then soon after, when I when when I realized that it mattered, 
that it really mattered a lot. I started doing those small things I just mentioned, getting proper rest, not going to hanging out as much, yeah. eating right, uh, um, uh, getting into some a lot more stretching, taking care of my body, and then if it, better things started to happen. Were there players um, that you modeled your game after, Fred, um, when you were playing in the NFL? Well, I can tell you a quick story. Um, yeah. I wore number 21 in college, and I thought I, was, I would get it in the NFL, uh, but my teammate who had it at the time, he, he wanted $50,000 for it. I won't wow. say his name, but he's a great guy. We became amazing <laughs> teammates. Uh, so number 28 was available. Right. And the guy I modeled my game after, which was Marshall Falk, I saw him as a freshman. He tore up wow. the University of Miami. He was in their heyday back yeah. in those days. Yeah. And he had an amazing game. almost went for 200 as a freshman. And uh, I, I wanted to play like him. So when I had to make a decision on the number, 28 was uh, open, I took it. So nice. if, if, if I yeah. was talking to somebody who never got to see Fred Taylor play mm -hmm. and, 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 and I had to describe your running style to them, how would you describe your running style? Ah, it's unpredictable. I, I, um, I'm, I'm a slasher. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I just do it all. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really know how to right. summarize it over, other than that. I, yeah. I, I can do everything. I can run you over big enough, 230 pounds. You know, I can still form you. I can spin moves. I, I have re really good feet, uh, really good vision, uh, really good hands. Hur hurdle over a uh, defender? I don't like hurdling. No. No, you don't? I, 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 don't, I, won't, I, I hated leaving the ground. Right. I didn't like leaving the ground. Now I'm vulnerable. Right. You know, but I've seen guys that has that. That, that dynamic ability, but yeah. I just never once enjoyed leaving the ground. I'd rather right. to try to, you know, split you in half and run through you. But, um, you know, I, I really can't sum it up in, in, you know, other than I was able to do it all. Sure. Man, um, Fred, I got to ask you, was did you have a favorite moment playing for both the Jaguars and Patriots? Um, well, my favorite moment playing for the Jaguars obviously was – you know, just one being drafted there, mm -hmm. uh, like my very first game, uh, it was in Chicago, uh, September of 98 in Chicago. And um, I grew up admiring Walter Payton. He was one of my favorite backs. He was actually the person who got me into, you know, football. I was wow. nine years old in 1985, right. which is the year the Bears won the championship. So Sweetness was the man. Yep. So I just fell in love with how he was able to run the ball. And um, Chicago was my first NFL game in, in, in uh, Soldier's Field. Yeah. So that was one of my favorite moments, you know, something I'll never forget. And um, uh, uh, for the Patriots, just playing for the organization itself, you know, um, didn't really go quite how we expected. You know, it wasn't necessarily what some considered a Patriot way at right. the end. Well, in terms of winning it. Right. But everything else is a, a well-tuned, uh, fine, uh, well-tuned machine. Yeah. And uh, just to being in those meeting rooms, listening to Coach Belichick, listening to Tom Brady, understanding how they were so successful, that was more special and meaningful for me than actually going out there playing. Right. We talked a little bit about your running style. The Chiefs here playing in the Super Bowl have a guy in Isaiah Pacheco who, <laughs> whose running style is very unique. People say he runs like he's angry at the ground. Uh, what do you think of his running style? You know, he has good vision. Uh, he runs hard. You know, not an extremely big guy. 
but he, he runs hard. I mean, with a lot of effort. You know, he puts his head down and he just goes. And uh, what's up, Drew? Good to see you, man. I'm good. Good to see you. Drew Brees, <laughs> man. Legendary guy right here. Um, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have been on the corner right here. I would probably have been safe. Uh, but, no, uh, Isaiah is a really good back. You know, he doesn't get enough credit a lot of times, but he actually makes that offense go. You know, if they're not running the ball, then they can't do those slip passes behind the uh, linebacker level right. to uh, Travis Kelsey. You know, so it's really they don't have a ton of weapons, but they use their weapons effectively. How do defenders feel about having to deal with a guy like that, that they know he's going to come every time, man, and make him earn it? I mean, they, they're going to come too. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's mano y mano, and, and I, I, I would prefer that. And all of the defenders I know that are really good players, they welcome that sort of action. They, they, in fact, want that more than a guy who's not giving his best effort because the game gets boring, yeah. and then you can lull them to sleep. And before you know it, this guy who's not very good can burst out on a 30, 40-yard run, and now they're upset with themselves the entirety of the game. So really good defenders want to be on their toes at all time, and Isaiah is the type of guy who will keep them on their toes. Was there a team or a player in your career that was the toughest that you had to face? Um, you know, Bob Sanders, his career wasn't very long, but uh, every time we, we met, it was a thousand percent effort from him. Uh, but I think the, the one guy who trumps Bob, in my, in my opinion, is Troy Palmalu. Yeah. Uh, Troy, you know, you know what you're going to get each and every play. Mm. I enjoy playing the Steelers their entire defense. But Troy Palmalu, you know, he led that defense, and uh, obviously he's a Hall of Fame player. On Absolutely. the 49ers side of this thing, you got a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Do you think he's the best running back in the NFL right now, and what makes him so dangerous? Yes, he is the best in the, in the NFL. Uh, from He's another guy who can do it all. He has jump cut ability, he has speed, he has good vision. He can catch the ball really well. He can run great routes out of the backfield. Uh, he's more than a complimentary piece. He's been very consistent. At that position, you have to have a, an extreme level of consistency. Right. And he's that. His yards per carry is always high. You know, even in Carolina, being able to leave a team, leave a different system, and show that there's no fall off. Uh, so when you have a guy that can, can make a transition from one organization to the next, and, and, and show no fall off and do the same thing or even better things on a higher level, then you know he's the truth. But certainly he's the best back in the league now. Do you have, um, do you have a Mount Rushmore of players all time? I think that's unfair. It is? It's so many greats. You, yeah. know, you know, Emmett just walked by. I saw, right. you know, Joe Montana mm -hmm. earlier, Lawrence Taylor a second yeah. ago. You know, Drew Brees just walked behind a few moments ago. You know, we I have a podcast called The Pivot, and uh, we've had LaDainian Tomlinson on there. Right. Uh, uh, we're working on Troy Palmalu, uh, but we've had a lot of legendary players. In Orlando last week, Ray Lewis, you know, he was at the uh, Pro Bowl games. Yeah. No, so I don't necessarily, I don't think it's kind of like the, the, the Hall of Fame uh, process. It's you get not, five votes per right. year. It's it, 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 it creates an exclusive uh, brotherhood, right. having that uh, amount of guys to go in that right. can be inducted yeah. year to year. Yeah. But in some sense, it's almost unfair. Yeah. And to, the Rushmore is only four guys. 
you know, it, it's so tough to say four guys when so many guys in the history of the game, or at least when I got impact. into football, they changed the game. They made you have impact. so many pioneers. I didn't mention Barry Sanders. Right. You know, yeah. Jim Brown, my all-time favorite. You know, um, it's just tough. Yeah. I want to ask you about a guy who, you know, I'm, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan myself, and uh, there's a guy we get into, people get into debate a lot about uh, whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame when he's eligible, and that's Jamal Charles. Yeah. What was your opinion of him, and do you think he had? Do you think he is a Hall of Fame level player? I think Jamal is a. Uh, he's a juiced up, not in a negative way. Right, I yeah, mean, right. like amped up. Right. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. He was a lot smoother, mm -hmm. but he was a guy that if you blink, he was gone. Yeah. You know, out of University of Texas. You know, one of the uh, in his era, in his period, in his time there, one of the greats. You know, you guys have also had some other great running backs, and he stacked up there with the likes of Priest Holmes, you know, Larry Johnson, Larry. those yeah. guys who had some great years there. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's tough. It, it's tough there. Uh, a lot of times you have to crack that 10,000-yard mark as an all-time rusher, uh, maybe even now a little bit over 11. I myself have been having, you know, a hard time uh, getting in since I've been eligible. I finally made finalists this year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm i a fan of a, a lot of backs that have come yeah. along either during my era or just after my era, even now. Um, I know one thing, he's an amazing back. Yeah. Yeah. If I had a Hall of Fame vote, he would certainly get one of my votes. Yeah. Uh, but it's just in considering the, the, the amount of guys that might be deemed worthy it's tough on the selectors, yeah. you know, and it's tough to really make that call. I think it's tough, too, because a lot of people, when they see a guy like that, then they look at the longevity, injuries, and, like, was he able to do it for a long time? Yeah. For me, I feel like maybe the running back position should be judged a little bit differently just because it is – you guys take such a beating. Yeah, and that, that, that's another thing. There's no um, foundational criteria right. when it comes to the, the selection mm -hmm. process. Right. And it can be subjective. Right. Uh, and uh, respectfully, I say that the, the, the committee, they have a hard time, you know, narrowing it down. Because when you get in that room, that 15, or maybe even as a semifinalist, those guys are some of the best guys that have ever played to even be considered. But it's just a tough process because real criteria doesn't exist. Yeah. Whether it's Pro Bowls, All Pros, uh, uh, statistical yardage, touchdowns, um, amount of games played, average per game. Like, it's so much that they can process, but what is it at the very end of the day? Right. All right, as we head into this game, who do you think has the edge in this one? This is probably one of the tougher ones to call. Um, I didn't have the Chiefs making the Super Bowl, yeah. and for that reason it's hard to go against them. Uh, Spagnola, he's a genius. He concocted a recipe that beat an undefeated Patriots team in 07. Uh, and with that, you didn't expect this defense to be this good. We knew the secondary was the strength. Or the, they still are. And Chris Jones is a beast up front. Mm -hmm. So, But you didn't expect these guys to come right. back and do. They just constantly rebuild and rebuild. So with that, it's hard to go against them. But the Niners are loaded. Yeah, and it's loaded. also hard to go against them. If they protect and give Brock time uh, and utilize Christian McCaffrey ef effectively and, and, and pick up those blitzes that Spags are going to, those zone blitzes that he loves, 
they give themselves an opportunity. George Kittle to slip behind the secondary. Mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey out on some hot routes. A couple deep shots here and there. They have guys in Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuels yeah. that can do that. On the defensive side, you know, when you, uh, you, you, you look at the DNs there, it, it starts with them. And I think Fred Warner is a great matchup against Travis Kelsey. Unlike what Queen and uh, uh, um, Zero, I can't think of his name, in Baltimore right now. Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. Unlike they were, they're not known as coverage backers. So the Chiefs were able to take advantage of that last week, well, two weeks ago. Uh, so it, it's a, it's a toss-up for me. I don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes. And I also know that San Fran has the wherewithal in the, in, in the guys to make it happen. Do you have a final score prediction? If I was a, a betting man, which I am, but <laughs> don't take my word for it. Uh, I, I think I like the over 46 more than I like the actual spread line. Right. So, but I don't know, it's, just, it's always up in the air. You never know. Oh, well, we really appreciate you coming appreciate by. My, my pleasure, you. guys. Great to meet you. Thank Great you, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah. It was amazing questions. Yeah. Have a good one. All right, best of luck Thanks to you. Man. Best of luck. Fred Taylor, man. I mean, Fred Taylor, man. Wow. Hall of Fame finals. Oh. You know what you can see right away, you know, is, is he's got guys coming over here yeah. like like crazy. You know, Drew Brees, he's obviously a popular, yeah. a popular player. Yeah. Um, and we got Vernon Davis coming up here in just a second. Former 49er. Uh, played for Denver, played for Washington. I, I, I was thinking. Good to see you again. Good to see you again. How you doing? I don't know if it's a work, but it's Good to see you again, Malin. We're setting up a little. Alright, let's see. We got a pickleball thing coming, I guess. I think we got pickleball of some, of some sort? Yeah, so uh, Vernon's working with Smirnoff, it sounds like, uh, and they're going to be serving up a smash on the Las Vegas Strip with a one-of-a-kind pickleball showcase nice. for picklers and fans 21 and older to experience the bold combination of the brand's new, newest ready-to-drink offering, Smirnoff Smash Vodka Soda. Uh, later this weekend, the brand will be hosting the inaugural Smirnoff Smash Pickleball, Pickleball, where celebrity duos will go head to head for the ultimate title of Pickleball Champs. Malcolm, have you played Pickleball yet? I have. It's a fun game, Patrick. You, it, it's like it's like a combination of tennis and ping pong. So I, you have to let the ball bounce when you're playing pickleball. In or, in a, you know, you have to let the ball bounce first, and then you hit it. I have not played. I have not played pickleball. Yeah, it's it a, looks fun. Like I said, it's a combination of tennis and uh, ping pong. So but you, you have to let the you have to let this hit the ground first. It's got to it. hit the ground. All right. Yes. Okay. So, look, this is this sport's taking off like crazy. Are they going to add pickleball to Special Olympics? Is that a sport yet? It's already a sport. Already a sport. It's already a sport. Special Olympics is already uh, already add pickleball. That's pretty cool, man. You know, you we, have, we have we have pickleball. Here. We have cornhole. Cornhole is a sport. I mean, we're you know we're just adding the. The, 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 the cream of the crop when it comes to sports. I mean, it's yeah. like we got power lifting too as a special sport too. I used to play a little bit of sports with a ping pong ball, but it didn't have anything to do with a paddle. That's back in college. I actually played a game called badminton and you had the shuttlecock, which you had to hit up in the air. What's it called, a shuttlecock? Yeah, shuttlecock, yes. I never knew how to play that sport. Yeah. I don't, I'm not yeah, sure. Just, 
Oh, we got to get this over here? Yeah, we just got uh, the drill. I'm trying to stay hydrated. How you guys doing? How you doing, Vernon? Good to see you guys. Good to see you, Vernon. I'm Patrick. Good to see you again. This is my guy, Malcolm. Good to see you again. Yeah. Malcolm is our, uh, our our Special Olympics. We're doing yep. unified reporting, so uh, we're excited to have you over here. Uh, tell us about what you're doing with Smirnoff. So right now we're promoting our, our new beverage, very innovative, Smirnoff Smash, 100 calories, and it's uh, extremely delicious if you haven't tried it. I haven't tried it yet. Oh man, it's amazing. I, when I get out of here, you got to try. They it. got it in the casino. <laughs> they got it at the no, not not at the casino, but we can make it. We can put it in the casino. Okay. We yeah. can do that. All right. Um, so what's going on with this? There's like a pickleball thing happening, you guys? Yeah, do? pickleball, uh, pickleball competition, and um, at Sports World, um, it's Saturday at 2:30 p.m. Okay. Kay Adams is my teammate. Oh, okay. I know Kay. Yeah, Kay. Yeah. So it's 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 going to be. I think it's going to be a good one. It's going to be fun. You're going to do all right. She's competitive. She's very competitive. Yeah. 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 Is, She's very competitive. That's why I'm glad to have her on my team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Who are you guys going against? We're going against Saweetie and it was host, host, who else we're going to? I got to look at the, look at, did they give you the list for that? I don't, I don't have the list. I don't I have the look list at the, either. I wish I did. Well, we'll get, we'll get you the rest of the days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, listen, Vernon, you know, let's talk a little football. You had a long career in the NFL. Uh, we were just over here talking to Fred Taylor um, and his incredible run, too, with seven 1,000-yard seasons. What was the secret to your longevity? The secret to my longevity, I would say, I would have to say stretching. Stretching all the time. Like, I would stretch numerous times a day. Uh, not only stretching, but um, chiropractor, massage. I think those are the things that really kept me in the game and kept me going. Yeah. Flexibility, pliability, all that stuff. All that stuff. We see Patrick Mahomes work with his trainer a lot, and he's kind of like Gumby. He gets in some weird positions and he doesn't get hurt. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, his his trainer Bobby Stroop talks about uh, you you, you don't want to be going into a position for the first time. I think is kind of what he says. Yeah. And so if you find yourself in that position in the football field, your body may be able to adjust to it. Yeah, yeah, you got to be able to adjust, and he's practicing that. And you know, it's interesting you say that because I used to walk on the side of my ankles. Like I would turn my ankles and just uh -huh. walk, walk like that. Because if you think about it, if you get, in, if you ever in that position in the game, yeah. The reason why guys roll their ankles because it's not they're not moving it enough. Right, right. So if it's flexible, then you don't have to worry about twisting your ankle. Makes sense. Hey Vernon, I would love to ask you, what are some what are some similarities between your your 2012 mm -hmm. Super Bowl 49ers team and this year's 49ers team? What are some of the differences? I think the difference is. Um, if I had to say the difference, I, I would I would have to put that on the the. I think the energy is there. What I look for when I see a team based on like the team that we had in Super Bowl Forty Seven. Yeah. I think the the tenacity, the 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 sense of urgency. Yeah. Right. The sense of urgency is there both offensively and defensively. Right. And it's just it's just all clicking, just the way it clicked for us. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what I see. I don't really see. I just see I just see the same just the same approach when it comes to the game. I mean it's a you can tell like guys guys yeah. know like if we don't win this, yeah, we're not coming back. This right. is this is it. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. And you have to have that. And practice has to be that way as well. Right. Like when you go to practice, you have to practice fast, mm -hmm. strong, hard. Like you can't you can't take it easy. Yeah. Um, well let's talk tight ends a little bit, something that you you know a little bit about. What's the hardest part of playing tight end in the NFL? The hardest part about playing tight end in the NFL would be um, 
I don't know. I think the hardest part is just maybe getting up every day and going in and being consistent, staying consistent, mm -hmm. giving that same effort and energy to the next day that you did, as you did the last. Yeah. That, that's probably the hardest part. What about the easiest part? The easiest part is, I think, being a great teammate. It's nothing like being in that locker room, yeah. sharing that love with your brothers and, mm -hmm. and wanting to go in the locker room and see them every single day. Yeah. That's the easy part. Guys have different approaches to playing the position. We were talking to Dalton Kincaid yesterday, and he was joking that not a, sometimes not a lot is expected of tight ends when it comes to blocking. So sometimes when, they, when he makes a good play, he likes to run over and, and talk about it. What was your approach to playing the position? My approach to playing the position was um, just being – just being balanced. I wanted to be I wanted to be the same way I love catching the ball and scoring touchdowns. I wanted to do the same thing in the blocking and passing game. Yeah. Pat, when it comes to pass protection and run blocking, I wanted to be that same way. And that was that was my approach as well as doing everything consistently when it comes to the training and, and, and preparing. My prep was toe tapping a hundred times a day on the sideline so they can become Repetitive, awesome. and in my mind, it was all I saw yeah. it over and over and over. Yeah. Um, what else? Toe tapping, catching the ball over yep. my left shoulder, my right shoulder, mm -hmm. looking the ball in, just working on the little details and everything that I needed to be a sound player. Love to ask you, Vernon. Where does George Kittle rank in current NFL tight ends in your mind? I think George Kittle is definitely top twenty. You know, it's too early to really put him higher because he – I don't feel like he's played a lot, enough games. Right. But he's definitely in that top 20. Mm -hmm. And I think he can continue to move move down the board for right. sure to that top 10. Kittle's a very well-rounded tight end. On the other side of the field, you're going to have Travis Kelsey, who's been an unbelievable receiver over the course of his career. Where do you think he ranks? Some people think he's already the GOAT tight end. Obviously, you got Gronk out there. you got guys like Tony Gonzalez, yourself, of course. Where does he rank? Travis Kelsey's won how many Super Bowls? Two, right? Two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls. Correct, Vernon. Uh, he's played how many, how many years? Ten? Eleven? Ooh, more than ten, I more think. More than ten. Yeah. He just wow. passed Jerry Rice for the most uh, playoff receptions. Okay. This, this, this Let's start on. putting him in that GOAT category. Touchdowns. Touchdowns. For sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he has the years, he has the numbers, yes. yeah. he has the Super Bowls. I mean, I don't see any other way. Yeah. What do you think makes him so special as a receiver versus other guys? I think what makes him special is that he has this unique ability to always get open. Yeah. yeah. Like Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed was like that. Very crafty. Basketball, yeah. Background, he always find himself getting open. What do so, you? Th oh, go ahead, Malcolm. So if you, so if you had to, if you had to, you know, you did you have like favorite players like tight ends growing up as a kid? That you know, favorite. and also I would ask, you know, uh, is there a current tight end that model, you know, that models your game, you know, like? You know, such yourself that impress you most? Yeah, I think the guy, the most physical guy would be George Kittle. He's very physical. I would say George for sure because of his ability to catch the ball and run, get open, uh, and he loves being physical. Yeah. All right, we know you got to get out of here soon. Uh, we just wanted to ask you, who do you think the, has the edge in this game 
And what's your final score prediction? I think the edge. I think right now, I'm about to say the Kansas City Chiefs had they have they have the edge right now. Yeah. Just by the way they've been playing the game and Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, you can look in his eyes. He's very determined to come out victorious. I mean, in any and every game. I mean, yeah. He's just a, he's the man. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, the Chiefs definitely have the edge yes. in this one. All right, Vernon, thank you so much for coming Thanks, by. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Great Vernon, to meet for you. Coming on yeah. Today, man. Hey, we appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate you guys, man. Make sure you check out Smirnoff, the Pickle Bowl. It's happening on Saturday. Um, and I'm sure you can find the information over there on their website. Um, man, we got we get to interview some really some really yeah, incredible really cool. players here, Malcolm. Yeah, we do, and uh, we got Lisa Kearney um, on deck. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. FanDuel host. Um, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be fun. We yeah, gotta, it's gonna be fun interviewing Lisa Kearney. I can't wait. Has anybody got this uh, FanDuel code for me? I'm doing it with her. Oh, you're coming on? Are we switching out? Yeah, you can come over there for a second. Oh, I'm out of here. Appreciate y'all. We'll see you in a couple hours in the Arrowhead Attic stream. My man. Yeah, we got Lisa Kearney on deck. She's coming aboard right now. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Excellent. Um, no, we haven't met yet. I'm very pleased to meet you, though. Very pleased to meet you, too, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Let me put my Starbucks down. Okay, thank you. Sterling is back to join me. I'm back, baby. I, I need like a 45-minute break, you know? Did We've been here since 8 a.m. More coffee. Well, it was more coffee. Yeah. I had yeah. some M&Ms. It was a whole joke because yeah. Dan Marino gave me M&Ms yesterday, and everyone's like, are you going to sell it? What are you going to do with them? I'm like, I'm going to eat them. I'm, right. I'm going to eat them. I get hungry. Lisa, I know you're here with FanDuel. Yep. What, what's that partnership like with FanDuel? The partnership with FanDuel? Yes. Uh, well, I, I feel like I'm one of the um, – the, OGs, if you will. I've been with FanDuel for five and a half years. I joined FanDuel right when past the passport repeal happened way back in 2018. So it's funny when I look around the landscape of our our company and how fast we've grown in those last five years. Like I still think I'm like the young, yeah. you know, like TV person. <laughs> and then I look around I'm like, oh my gosh, there are like way younger people than me right now. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. Um, it's fantastic. I mean, the industry's exploding. We've got just great buy-in and great partnership from the leagues. Um, and so it's a really exciting time to be at FanDuel and in sports betting. Yeah, and not just that, we have a FanDuel code for you. If you haven't downloaded the FanDuel app yet, you'll definitely want to take advantage of this offer for the big game. New users who sign up through our link must deposit $10 and place a first wager of 5 bucks on any live bet. That bet wins. You will receive $200 in bonus bets straight to your account. This offer is only available if you send up through our link, bit.ly forward slash arrow 200. You can find that link in the description below our stream as well as scan the QR code on screen to start signing up. Again, the link is bit.ly forward slash arrow 200. This offer will end shortly after the game, so make sure you don't miss out. Offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check Absolutely. the episode description for the, for the link and the full terms of the offer. Again, we're here in Vegas. Um, 
I needed to take those uh, advice, the, the please gamble responsibly. Roulette oh, yeah. has not treated me well. <laughs> oh. That's why you go to FanDuel. Oh, yeah. You tap into our system. We have a great marketing campaign called The System. We want, our goal is by 2026, 50% of our users to be utilizing our safe, uh, safe gaming tools that are on our websites. They're easy to access. They keep you, they keep you in line, man. Yes. So jump on the website, jump on the app, and um, get yourself straight. Uh, Lisa, I, I've loved your career as a as a host, as a as a as a journalist. What advice do you have for me uh, as a journalist for the rest of the week? For the rest of the week? Yep. Just do the thing. Be you. Be a fan. Pull everybody. Like our job as journalists, right? Right. It should pull in the viewers, the the readers, whoever it is that you're that you're uh, distributing your content to, you're pulling them into the experience. So yeah. share what you see, what you hear, what you're feeling, what yep. what the energy is like. That that's our job. If we're if we're doing that, if people at home are saying, man, I feel like I was at Radio Row this week, <laughs> then you've done a really good job, Malcolm. Thanks, Lisa. When you look at the upcoming Super Bowl, obviously Chiefs 49ers, he's actually a 49ers guy. He's uh -oh. a 49ers We're guy, about right? to go to blows. But seeing how much Chiefs got. Oh. See, it, it, yeah. it's tough. We have the nice little rivalry going. Yeah. We, have the light, we have the nice rivalry going here. What, I like it. What are you looking at most in this upcoming game? I, 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 I you know, I selfishly need the yes. Chiefs defense to come as the Chiefs defense has been coming all year long. This is the best defense we've seen in the Andy Reid era yes. in Kansas City. 17.3 points per game we gave up all year long. We yeah. flipped that 13.7 in the postseason. And that's just the defense. Yeah. Then you've got this offense that's absolutely lights out. You wake up the day after the AFC Championship game and the Chiefs are getting points in the Super Bowl. Like <laughs> they come in as an underdog that yeah. in the last 12 times that yes. they've been underdogs. They've won nine straight up. It's, nine out it, of twelve. That's insane. As underdogs, That's yes, insane. they relish. They relish wow. that role. So, That's um, very excited to see the defense ball out. We know the offense is going to do what they do. do One you, of my favorite players is Isaiah Pacheco right. because of how hard he works. Yeah. Do you have an X factor outside of Purdy and Mahomes, Lisa? that you think is going to make a huge impact in the game on Sunday? I do. I think Rasheed Rice has really come on so strong. You know, throughout the those, as Chiefs fans, we realize there were a number of games leading up to the postseason where you're sitting there going like, if we don't figure out how to catch the ball, we're going to be in big trouble. So our most reliable receiver being Travis Kelsey, um, you know, his role on the team, he was dropping balls all the time those last three, four games leading up to the postseason. Rasheed Rice will catch the ball. He is consistent. <laughs> he is I constant. It. I appreciate him. Uh, so two of my favorite players to watch right now are Rasheed Rice and Isaiah Pacheco because he just runs so hard. Do you have a player that, that, do you have a player that you're watching for for the Niners? Yeah, uh, I got my eyes on Nick Bosa. I need, I need Bosa to be to be shut down. Yeah. Um, you know, he's gonna he's gonna do what he does because he's an incredible, uh, phenomenal player. Um, but I hope that we do have enough on our line to counter that. When it comes to Kyle Shanahan's story, I always find this interesting because it reminds me a lot of actually Andy Reid early on. Andy Reid's whole story was gets a lot of wins, offensive innovator, but he can never win the big game. Well, then he comes to Kansas City, and what happens? He wins one, and the floodgates open. I always think it's a little bit nerve-wracking for me, again, on the Chiefs' side, that if Kyle Shanahan wins this one, 
floodgates are going to open. I think he's a, just a hell of a head coach. What are your thoughts on the coaching matchup here? Yeah, he's a, I mean, as you said, he's a hell of a coach. He's a very smart man. Um, I, I don't know if it's so much just the coaching thing. Kansas City has put together the full package, yeah. a front office that gets it, that they bring in the right people. And I'm not saying that the Niners don't have that figured out as well, right. but on the Kansas City side, when you look at their opportunity to really seal themselves as the dynasty, the next dynasty yeah. after the Patriots, they have a chance to win their third Super Bowl in the last five years. They have a chance to go back to back for the first time since anybody's done it, since, since the, the early 2000s. Since the early 2000s, yeah. like the That's Patriots. right. It's, it's 20 years it's yeah, taken it's anybody to be in this position. Um, so it's... It's, I think, more about the full package. Andy Reid is is brilliant, and I love, like, the snow globe yeah. and all that, yeah. you know, all of the fun <laughs> stuff that he does, and they really do have a good time. Um, so it's hard to cheer against that. I mean, yeah. that's a Kansas City fan yeah, saying that. But, um, you know, the head coaching matchup is is one of the best you're going to find. Obviously, Lisa, you, you are a phenomenal sportscaster. Was there a sportscaster that you idolized growing up? Absolutely. Linda Cohn. Yeah. Linda Cohn, um, Robin Roberts, um, Hannah Storm is one of my best yeah. friends. We, you know, I got to know these women when I went to ESPN and um, got to know Robin Roberts through, you know, other avenues. But those women were true pioneers yeah. for for us, for my generation of uh, female broadcasters coming up. And um, the greatest thing about each one of them is they aren't the standoffish, you know, yeah, I've done a really good job here and I'm doing my thing. They literally put their hand down and pull you along and they <laughs> want you to be successful. And, right. you know, they've been such great examples for me and now having been in the industry for 20 years to say, yeah, that's what it's all about, championing other women. And right. I do hope that the next, you know, generation of women to come do this, do it way better than I do, you know? <laughs> I want to share what I know and I, I hope that they, um, you know, stand on, on their own two feet and um, I know that they will. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. in general, Doris Burke for me was it was a, a huge influence, loved watching her and then obviously when she started doing some more NBA stuff as well, I just, again, yeah. just an absolute legend yep. as well. Yep. When, again, we're going back and look at this game, we've talked about the defense, we've talked about, uh, you know, Chris Jones has a step up, no Charles Amenahu. One of my nervous mm. little inklings here is this is putting a lot of pressure on George Karloftis because Amenahu mm -hmm. was a guy who could win early. Karloftis, I love, but he normally wins with, with his motor, right? Mm -hmm. So Chris Jones might be getting doubled, even triple teamed at times. So yep. for me, I think Karloftis has to have a big game. Is that who you're tabbing or is it more of uh, someone else defensively? No, I think you're absolutely right. Amenahu was a huge loss. I mean, he had seven sacks this season. His pressure, I mean, he just was everywhere. So yeah. to lose him and not have the, you know, in the AFC Championship too. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like we've had a couple games to be able to say, all right, let's feel this out and see, you know, how we're going to put this together. Right. But um, what's great about football is it's a team sport. And so while there are, you know, a number of one-on-one -on -one matchups throughout, um, it is a team sport. Karloftis has to step up, but so does everybody else. It had yeah. everybody on our team, on Kansas City's team, has to come with their best game. And um, hopefully our best game is better than the Niners' <laughs> best game. Did you have a favorite sport growing up, Lisa? That, that you love to watch outside of football? Do I, I, no. Football has always been my number one sport to watch. I played basketball in college, so I'm a, I'm a hooper. I'm a point guard. I, you yes. know, I drive. I, I know what 
two. Let's go. I'm coming down. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Fast break. Um, so I love basketball. Uh, it's always been in my blood, but I've more than anything, sat down on the couch with my dad and my mom and my siblings when we were young, and we watched these Chiefs games when I was a tiny little thing. Speaking of basketball, I played basketball with Special Olympics. So last year, I uh, I played unified basketball, and my unified basketball team, we were undefeated. Oh, wow. Heck yeah. 7 and 0. Heck yeah. I mean, have you yeah. seen the hands? We're, have you, have oh, you no, seen I got to the, the, post you up. Like, the, yes. Get in here and box out. <laughs> <laughs> Take you down. Yeah, I play power forward. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Tim Duncan-esque, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm Tim Duncan-esque. I'm grabbing rebounds all day, posting up, dunking all day. What's your what's your com comfort most, range? My most, my comfort range is like mid-range, mm -hmm. outside I can shoot threes really well. Yeah. My free throw shooting is like 80% from the free throw line. Get down to the short corner. Yep. A little pop the little guys. My, my, my most points I scored in the game was like 38. Oh, wow. Oh, no big deal. Just dropped that Just 38 on 38 us. Not on a big us. deal. And I wow. Actually, I actually made a game-winning um, basket and that basically sent my team to states. My coach literally hugged me after the game. It, as he should. Yeah. He, I hope you felt really good about yourself. What an incredible it moment was, for you. It was an incredible moment. I really just knocked down the shot, just knocked it down. Um, cool, calm, collected, just, uh, just shot over the, over the defender's um, hand, stretched out, shot it, made the basket. Won the game for my team, and we made the states, and we won, we won uh, states that year. You know what's cool about that, Malcolm? The way that you just described that whole moment and what you were feeling, you will always have that with you yeah. forever and ever and ever. Always. What a cool gift, right? Sports, man. <laughs> sports. It always comes down to it. Sports, man. You've been a Chiefs fan a long time, so we're in the same boat here. Did you ever think that we would become the villains? Because did you ever think that the Chiefs would be the team that they're now the hunted. Now they are the team that beat you because they have the better quarterback, that they have the better head coach. Because growing up, I'm sitting here going, it's never going to happen. Mm. I, I'm, I'm just going to be alone in a world where my team never wins. I'm a Royals fan. I, I went to Mizzou. It's, it's, it's a hard life. But all of a sudden, the Chiefs have done this. Did you ever think this was possible? Yeah, that it's a hard life flag. We can't fly to no, that anymore. No, no, no one's feeling no sorry for us at all. Um, you know, um, one of my favorite players of all time is Marcus Allen. I love the way he plays. I would I would watch him like at the goal line, and he's jumping over everybody and you know bowling into the end zone. Marcus uh, Allen played for the Raiders. He also played for the Raiders. That's absolutely right. Uh, he back in those days, you're like, you know, it was almost like we were having our own little like DFS. Like yeah. I would play. I would I would cheer on certain players <laughs> yes. and be like, he's so good. Yes. Our yes. team not so much, but like he's so yeah. good. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> we got Larry Johnson. Exactly. Yes, um, all those great names. You know, rest in peace, Derek Thomas. Thomas yeah. I mean, such an incredible player. So you'd root for these guys, and you know, as every sports fan knows out there, you you give them your heart and soul, and you're just don't like, forget about please Don't forget about Pope as well too for the Chiefs. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, just um, here's my heart and soul. Please take me somewhere. Uh, so as Kansas City fans, it's been a nice run. Yes, absolutely. Lisa Kearney, thank you so much. Honestly, really do appreciate the time. I know we're rooting for the Chiefs. We're sorry, Malcolm. We apologize. In advance. Well, for in advance. But, but, but you see, you both are actually um, leaning me towards the Chiefs because I actually said, you know, as much as I love the Niners, I just don't think the Niners have it in them to win this game. I just think the Chiefs are going to actually make it. I think the Chiefs are actually going to win it. Um, on Sunday, and I just can't wait, you know, just to just to see it in person because I've always wanted to cover 
the Super Bowl. It's been a dream of mine. Like, like in all my years of sports casting, like as a 34 year old, I mean, I'm you know, I, I'm, I'm here for the second straight year. I mean, who would have thought that I would get to do this as a unified reporter for the second straight year with fan side, with special moments? I mean, it's just. You know, the world is my oyster. I, I just want to see where this goes next. You know, I just, it, 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 it's been a dream of mine, and I'm not going to stop, you know, and I'm just going to keep going. You know who the winner of this Super Bowl is? Malcolm. It's Malcolm. High five. It's Thanks Malcolm. for having Lisa. me. This was such a pleasure. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you fans. I, 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 really I enjoyed it. talking to you, Lisa. It, 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 was a, it, was an honor, it was an honor and a thrill. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Also, go FanDuel. Come on now. FanDuel. If you're not doing FanDuel, you're doing it wrong. But also right. gamble responsibly. 100%. The system. Get your tools the down. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, All right, Lisa. you got it. Thanks, guys. That was a lot of fun. Malcolm is the real winner over here, guys. I think Malcolm, he's already won. And we're winning because we're with Malcolm. Absolutely. Does that make us a winner, too? Can I, yes. Why, why can't I ball with you, dude? Yeah, you can ball with me, too, uh, Sterling. Absolutely. I, I, I'm three-point shooter only, though, just so yeah. you know. I would say three and D, but... Uh, I don't really have much defense, so I, I'm kind of more your of a line. Defense, to... You can work on defense a little bit, so my defense is pretty good too. You know, I try to I try to stay in front of my uh, defender as much as I can. So we're gonna have Victor Cruz. I up can't next. wait for Victor Cruz. Uh, you know, he's probably got us a lot, but you better believe I'm gonna ask him to do his little touchdown celebration. Yeah, I, I would love to. I would love to ask him like, how did he get that? You know, how did he get the salsa dance? Like, you know, like do, like. Do you, are you gonna ask him that? Yeah, like, 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 is that his favorite touchdown celebration, or does he have others? It's solid, man. I mean, yeah. that 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 TD celebration. If we can get him to do it, I'm gonna be. You gotta ask him, Malcolm. You gotta ask him. Will you do? Yeah, the salsa dance. The salsa dance. I will ask him definitely, definitely, sir. I will. <laughs> man, this has been a great day already. It's been already. a great day already. Um, and it's just, I like. Like, so I, I don't even know what other surprises are in store at this particular point, Sterling. I'm just on this ride, really. I just don't know. Yeah, that was so much fun with Lisa. Yeah, it hey, was. It was fun. I didn't know she was that big of a Chiefs fan, too. Yeah, you you two are just, are it's just great. talking Chiefs. You know, we were, we, all three of us, we were, like, just talking Rowland Chiefs players and everything. It was, it was fun. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Victor Cruz, Cruz also. Just so you know, Victor Cruz is with Captain Morgan. If you think I'm not doing this entire, this entire segment with my leg up on a elevated surface, yeah, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you're out of your mind. You better oh believe it. Oh my gosh. I, I'm all about the power move, Richard. Just like that shirt you're rocking right now. It's a big power move. I'm all about the maneuver move. The maneuver. What's the maneuver move here? Behind, you know, the maneuver. You know, like you know, like 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 just twisting my body. You know, just just being that flexible. You know, the guy. You know, the guy we saw at the at the media party. The you know the other night. I'm kind of like him. You know, like you're, just, you're like that dude. I'm, I'm like that dude. You know, I'm, I'm just flexible that way. Got to do a lot of yoga. Yeah. A lot I love of yoga. yoga. Big yoga guy, huh? Yeah, I love yoga. Good. Good. I, you know, a, a lot of mental preparation goes into yoga. You know, it's like you got to clear your mind of, uh, you know, of all your surroundings going on. You know, just one of those things. Uh, a couple comments to get to. Uh, Doug in Kansas says, "Cheers, gentlemen. Great work. Cheers to you. Cheers. Thank you for listening, hanging out with us." Uh, Cheers Savannah to you, Doug, as well. Yes, Savannah. I'm glad you enjoyed that last segment with Lisa as well. She was so entertaining. She was so good. She, she, she was a lot of fun. Um, 
Man, it's been a it's been, been a great day already. Yeah, it's been a great day. Phenomenal already. day. Phenomenal, incredible. Already, I'm looking over here. I see, I see a uh, Captain Morgan treasure chest. I wonder if that's real gold in there. You think, like Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, style? Yeah, I wonder or? if there's the balloons. You know, like 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 real gold balloons. Yeah. Yeah. Do <laughs> you think it's um, it's fake, like the candy? I, I would also take the candy coins as well. That, that wouldn't yeah, that wouldn't I, bum me out too much either. I would look, um, we're actually going Matt Ryan first. Uh, Matt Ryan coming up in just a moment. moment. Matty Ice, man. I We've talked to some great quarterbacks. Yeah, some great quarterbacks this week on the road, definitely. Drew Brees. Yeah, talked Drew to Brees. Dan Marino. Dan, you know. We've Matt, talked to a lot. Yeah, Matty Ice. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Oh, my gosh. Wow. We've... Uh, We've, we, we've had some fun on the road this week, Sterling. We have had some We almost need to get the quarterbacks on one side. Yeah. And then the running backs That's on, the, on other. the other. Yeah. And uh, see what happens. Hey, Matt. What's up, Matt? Good to see you. Good to How you doing? Doing great. How's Matt everything Ryan going? Is awesome, here. Matt. You're doing great, man. We're doing phenomenal. I know you're here phenomenal. with the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, really cool. So it's been 10 years since it went viral, Ice Bucket Challenge. And for me, personal one of my good buddies in college was Pete Frades. Uh, Pete was instrumental in starting the ice bucket challenge and um, you know I can't believe it's been 10 years and there's yeah. been progress made but more progress you know we need to we need to continue to, to keep the awareness out there uh, so we can find a cure it's a tough disease man I saw what it did to him I saw what it does to the family uh, and continuing the research and, and trying to find a way to, to better treat and, and, and hopefully eventually cure uh, something that you know, we're looking to do, and I'm happy to be out here today and spend some time with you guys. Awesome, Matt. I would love to ask you, um, what's impressed you most about Brock Purdy and uh, Patrick Mahomes? Just well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start with uh, with Brock. I think, you know, it's his temperament, you know, just, just the ability to handle situations, stay calm, not get overwhelmed by anything. I think he's incredibly impressive that way. I think he's underrated in his competitiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I, I think he gets tossed off as – nice guy and he yeah. is really nice guy but he's a competitor man yeah. and 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 he's not scared of the moment i love that and then for patrick i mean i don't even know where to start but this guy's a winner you know and and he finds different ways to get it done he's not scared of the biggest moments yeah um your biggest part of the game he wants the ball in his hands and has a knack for making the play whether it's running throwing scrambling throwing it up to kelsey it doesn't matter right yeah. he's going to find a way to to make a play when you need it uh, and some guys have that knack. He certainly does. Awesome. How do you think Steve Spagnolo tries to slow down the whole Shanahan system, right? The Shanahan system, phenomenal. CMC, obviously, but sure. just everything in general. How do you think Spag will try to attack this? Well, I think it starts with, with shutting down the run game. And, and to me, that's, that's San Francisco's bread and butter. I know we talk about all of the pieces that they have right. uh, in the passing game, whether yep. it's Kittle or the two wide receivers mm -hmm. in Ayuk and Debo. But to me, it's... It's the run game that, that, that sets it all up. And so I think you see early on he's going to hit pressures. I mean, this is what Steve Spagnola does, but it's going to be more run pressures, yeah. uh, trying to stop the run, make sure they're setting the edge, meaning you know, not allowing San Francisco to get outside in the run game, which is where they want to be, whether it's with the jet sweeps or whether it's with the outside zone. They yeah. want to run the football outside and mm -hmm. then cut back. So the way to stop it is to condense, condense that edge. I think it starts there for Steve Spagnola, and then 
you got you got to hit the quarterback, and that's what Steve Spagnola does as good of a job of as, as any. I can personally attest to that. You know, he, he does as good of a job as anybody of, of getting after the quarterback. Is there a quarterback in, to, in today's game that 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 reminds yourself, like, yeah, that just reminds you of you when you played? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's certain guys that that you look at. I think they they do certain certain things well. Um, you know, like a Brock Purdy in, in the way that, that he distributes the ball in the play-action pass game I yeah. think is, is really similar. Uh, you know, to Tonga Valoa, uh, what they did in their scheme is ability to throw the football over the m- middle with touch. Mm-hmm. I think there yeah. were a lot of similarities uh, with, with what he did. And um, just, you know, some, some different guys. Some of these young guys got more powerful arms than, than I had. I uh, can throw it uh, with more power. I was more of a precision guy, but... Uh, I also had some some pretty good guys on the outside that we could throw deep to, so it didn't you didn't yeah. have to be as precise. You could just right. throw it up. It, it's really funny here, just on Radio Row. There's a tight end community that's very tight knit. Yeah. The yeah, running right. backs very tight knit. Same thing here with the quarterbacks. You know, yeah. we've had Kurt Warner, Drew yeah. Brees, Dan Marino, and then all the running backs over here. I'm laughing, going, "Is there going to be a little 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 fight breaking out between the quarterbacks and the running backs out here?" Ah, listen, <laughs> it's all love at this point, right? You know, we, we had our times to compete with, the, with with each other. I think there's. You know, there's this level of, of camaraderie and respect um, for guys that have done it at the highest level. And um, you know how hard it is, right? You know how difficult um, it is to, to play in this league for a long time. And when you see guys that have done it, there's a tip of the cap, you know, yeah. immediately of, hey, man, well done. You know, heck of a run and, and great job. So I think there's a lot of respect, at least from my side, for, for former players. Was there a team or a player that was difficult to go up against when you played. Yeah, I mean, there were there were a bunch uh, in our division. I, I I think about defensive players, right? That yeah, I was specifically yeah. on the field going yeah. against, and you know, in New Orleans, I got hit by Cam Jordan far too many times, <laughs> right? Far too many times. He was a problem for us uh, in. in in Carolina, which was in our division, Luke Keekley was yeah. he was a pain in the neck, you know, calling out your plays, and then you're sitting there and you're like, he's actually right. That is exactly <laughs> what we're about to run. Hopefully they can't stop it. Uh, and then I think of, of Tampa, you know, the three teams in our division, and, yeah. and a guy like Levante David, who's yeah. still playing at he's such a high level. He's still playing such a high yeah. level for them. P- still playing great, yeah. um, and, and I still think of him as this young player, but, you know, he's 10, 12 years into the league yeah. and, and still running as well as he ever has. He was he was a great one to go against for a long time. Don't forget Antoine Winfield Jr. for Tampa. Hey man, the ball him. hawk. Yeah, he's yeah. a ball hawk. The, 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 the ultimate ball hawk. Yeah. This guy was taking it away at a level nobody else was this year. Exactly. Wow. For a player, what is the playoffs like? The intensity level, as well as obviously in the Super Bowl, it's so much different than anything you would yeah. go through the the two weeks leading up and it's just the pageantry you're no longer at your place you know again we're, we're here now the 49ers UNLV little unique situation here yeah, obviously feels. right yeah. um what was this like for you in your career yeah I, I think it's it's one of those things right you, you work your whole life to get to this this point and then there's this this bright light that's shining on you these entire two weeks that you can't you can't escape from right it's it's just constantly there and so uh, that part is tough. The, the, the constant, you know, media uh, availability that you have to have, it's longer than it ever is, right? So the, there's, that, there's that weight that that puts on, on you. But to me, that's exactly what you want, you yeah, know, as a yeah. player. Like, I want all of that. I want the pressure. I want, I want the brightest lights. I, I want to be on the stage. Like, there's no stage fright for me. Like, yeah. I, I, this is where I want to be. And so uh, to me, 
I, I kind of loved that. And, um, yeah. you know, it was the thrill. You, you just immediately get into it and you want to be back again. Yeah. Uh, again, Matt Ryan here. Here's with us with the 10th anniversary of the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. I'm sure, obviously, as a player, you're, you're better handling the ice than most, right? Yeah. You, you can take those ice I baths. I was used to it, man. Like, <laughs> we, we were in the ice baths all the time. I remember doing my first Ice Bucket Challenge. It was after a training camp practice. Yeah. And so it was like, I actually need this. Like, it's perfect. Everybody <laughs> else is scared of this or whatever. It was like 97 degrees with 100% humidity Ooh, in Atlanta. I'm like, give me it. Give me all that ice. <laughs> Felt good. So, Matt, really Matt, appreciate it, man. I appreciate to, you guys. Pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Awesome. We got a sweater for you right here, Malcolm. We got a sweater that from Special Olympics would like to present to you, Matt. You guys are the best. Uh, special Olympics launched the Yeah, I Am Special campaign. The organization is working hard to erase the stigma that is associated with the word special. Awesome, Matt. Thank awesome, you. Awesome, Matt. Really I love it, so guys. Much. Keep up the great work, too. Thanks, Matt. You guys so are much. doing. It's, uh, it's really important. Thanks, Matt. Thank, Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Good stuff, Malcolm. Thanks, man. Good stuff. It was fun. It was fun. Matt Ryan's awesome. awesome. That was awesome. Very fun. Um, it, it's really cool now because now we got Victor Cruz. The the Shanahan connection, you know? Yeah. When you're seeing how to stop, that was a great question in the YouTube chat as well. What's up, guys? How we doing? Joined by Victor Cruz. Oh wait, I got to Do I have to, Victor? Do I got to do this the oh, whole? Man, we're on the, do I got to? If you want to, do I got to Captain Morgan want, this the whole time? Oh, Thank you, Steve. Very, very nice, right? And he picked the right leg. Yeah, you, you, you right got to have that leg. It's, yeah, the right Look leg at is that. there. That's sweet right there. Obviously, Victor, you're here with Captain Morgan. Uh, yeah. I'm jealous of this. This is a very cool <laughs> box right here. What all do you have rocking with uh, with uh, Captain Morgan? Yeah, with Captain Morgan, this is the actual Fan of the Year trophy. So wow. tonight at NFL Honors, the NFL Fan of the Year will be crowned, and they will receive this trophy. So it's just an incredible time to really meet all the NFL Fan of the Year nominees and really just get to know them a little bit and just share their fandom and see how, just how much they love the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought I loved the game a lot growing up and really <laughs> loved it, but they love it on a whole nother level. So it's been interesting and fun meeting them and, uh, and just having sharing moments with them and having, a, you know, just conversations about their fandom and things they love. And then on Saturday with Sports Illustrated, they'll all hang out. We'll come and have a good time. We'll toast some Captain Morgan, drink responsibly, of course. Yes. And just kick back and chill a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Victor, I want to ask you about the salsa dance. Where did that come from? <laughs> okay, so, so for those that don't know, I'm half Puerto Rican. Yes. Uh, so my grandmother taught me how to dance everything in the book, bachata, merengue, salsa, everything yeah. uh -huh. as I was growing up. So fast forward now get into the NFL and um, you know I was looking for my thing or one of my coaches I was getting my first start one of my coaches coach Sullivan who's Mexican-American he was like you got to represent your culture in the end zone you got to figure out what you want to do to rep <laughs> and uh, and make it unique to you and whatever it is and I was like coach I don't know what you want me to do in there but I'll figure it out. I'm an undrafted free agent. I just don't want to drop a pass <laughs> and get axed and be out of here. You know what I mean? So I remember that first catch against Philly, and I shake two dudes up the sideline, and I'm at the three-yard line about to score, and immediately my brain was like, you got to dance. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense. I dropped the ball. I started dancing. And uh, for that, for whatever reason, they aired it on, on um, Univision where my grandmother, that's the only channel she watched. Wow. And she called me wow. after that and was like, hey, what was that that you did? I was like, it's a little salsa that you taught me. And she was like, from now on, as long as you're in the league, I want you to do that dance. And I was Can like, you demonstrate done. a little bit of salsa Are you going to do it with me? Can you do it with <laughs> me? On, Somebody got to do it with me, man. On, Somebody got to do it with me. If we're going to demonstrate, then we're going to do it right. All right? Right here, right here. Left and right hit. Okay. okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, the hits Getting into is there. it. 
He's got the hips. That's pretty yeah. good, man. <laughs> pretty good. Solid. Did that help you in your Solid. NFL career as far as actual footwork? Um, I'd have to imagine, you know, a lot of guys have other things they do, whether it's yoga, a lot of different training exercises outside of football to try and give them an extra step. Do you think, honestly, dancing growing up potentially helped your footwork to get to the NFL? I think so. I think it actually played a part. I think the more I danced, the more, you know, uh, coordination it gave me throughout sure. my body and just understanding what my body can do. I think that along with Taekwondo as a kid, like yeah. I did that, I started that at six years old to, from about six to 12 and I became... I was like the youngest Taekwondo black belt at 12 years old. And then I realized like, man, I can't be the freshman in high school and be the karate kid. I gotta like, <laughs> I gotta figure out something. I gotta transition to another yeah. sport and do some other things. Then I got into basketball, you know, football, obviously, and a little baseball. But it was, uh, but those early years of dancing, obviously, and like doing Taekwondo really gave me a sense of my body and what I can and can't do. Talk about the receiving position. I mean, what's the easiest part of being a wide receiver? And what's the toughest part? Well, the easiest part of being a wide receiver is like your job's pretty easy, right? Just go catch the football, make the tough catches, and like, you know, have fun. We get to just be ourselves and yeah. show our personalities, right? Like, we get the kind of the freedom to kind of do that. And the toughest part is exactly that like making those catches, like in those key moments, knowing that those moments are big moments within the game. And coming down with those passes, not letting your team down, not letting your quarterback down, especially when your quarterback is going to be a Hall of Famer one day. Like, yeah. you understand the level of what you have to bring your game to in order to be successful. So that was the hardest part, and that, and that was the great part, too, at the same time. Yeah. Before I let you go, Super Bowl champion, you know what it's like playing a game like this. How much different is it from the regular season to the postseason than obviously the pinnacle, the Super Bowl? Oh, it's much different. I always say, you know, the regular season is the regular season. It has its battles and it has its ups and downs. The playoffs and the NFC Championship game that I played in was the toughest game that I played in physically. And I say the Super Bowl is the toughest game I played in mentally mm. because there's so, you know, there's two weeks to prepare. You're trying to stay locked in and focused throughout those two weeks. Yep. You're trying to make sure that those outside things don't interfere with your with your mentality and how locked in you are. And then you get to game day and you're like, okay, it's time to just do this and like time to lock in and understand exactly what I need to do to perform. So mentally, the Super Bowl is a whole nother animal. <laughs> Victor, Victor Cruz, Cruz, really appreciate really it, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you being on with us today. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And also, it. shout out to Captain Morgan, okay? NFL yeah. Fan of the Year. Someone is winning a badass trophy. Can't wait to see. Trophy. Lock in tonight to check <laughs> it out. Yeah. 100%. Oh my gosh, that trophy is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, appreciate you. it, Victor. You got appreciate it. Thanks so much, Thank man. you guys. So hey, take Thank it easy. You. Thanks, yeah. Victor. Take care. Hey, Malcolm, you got a nice little uh, salsa lesson right there, I too. Did. Uh, not, not only did we get some insight to a Super Bowl champion, not only. Yeah. You also got a little uh, salsa demonstration. Salsa demonstration it. as well, baby. All right, we got CJ Stroud coming up here. CJ Stroud yeah. coming up next. It's a quarterback carousel today, too. Yeah. I mean, it has been. You want to make sure it doesn't fall off? You don't want that to, to hurt someone's foot? Wow. It's pretty heavy. It's official. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's official. It's official, CJ. Joined now by the. CJ? Joined now by the Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Year winner. Stroud of the Houston Texans. Yes, sir. How you doing, CJ? I'm good. How are y'all? Awesome. When did you know you were getting this? Did you know, you know, week seven, week eight, week 13? <laughs> no, I really wasn't on my mind. You know, I, uh, I'm the type of player in person just to uh, control what I control at the moment and just go week to week. You know, uh, all the 
accolades and stuff, it'll come if it comes, but if it doesn't, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, I'm, a, I'm blessed enough to be, you know, the Pepsi Rookie of the Year along with such great uh, players that uh, I think this is one of the best rookie classes that we've had in a long time and appreciate all the fans that went out and voted. And um, it's been just really a special moment for me just to have a great award like this. Is there a quarterback that you, that, you know, that, that, that you looked up to growing up as a kid? Yeah, I looked up to Michael Vick. Michael Vick, I'm, I know our playing styles are a lot different. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not as fast as him. Uh, but, you know, he was a, a, a great a player in the pocket as well. He's a very underrated passer. And um, I also looked up to Joe Burrow, and I think we have similar styles um, in how we play. So, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of players that I looked up to. When it comes to the Houston Texans, the fans have to be just incredibly excited right now, and you are a big reason why everyone wants to hit on the quarterback, right? But I don't think anyone expected going from what happened last year to this year, and you, again, were a big reason why. Can you talk about the excitement? What happened? What got into the Houston Texans this year, year over year? Yeah, I always feel like we've had, uh, you know, special players, and we just needed to put a special team together with the right coach. and. Uh, you know, it started with D'Amico and him standing that standard every week at practice and training camp, OTAs, you know, just holding us at that standard that we need to win because um, he, he knows what it takes. He coming from San Francisco where they won a lot of games, you know, um, and me coming from Ohio State. Um, I think that's a, a great thing that, that Nick did. He brought in a lot of winners and, uh, you know, winners win. Uh, so, you know, it, it wasn't just me out there. I have a lot of great teammates that played uh, at a high level every week. At, uh, you know, I always say quarterback's job is to make everybody around them better. And honestly, they made me better as, as, a, as a quarterback as well. Uh, so, you know, it's been an honor. CJ, talking quarterbacks, what's impressed you most about Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes, you know, the two teams that, that we're going to see on Sunday? You know, I think uh, Purdy is somebody that a lot of people got to show more respect for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's nothing easy about being an NFL quarterback. Uh, yes, yes, he's on a great team with a lot of talent, but he's upholding his talent. He's making the guys around him play yeah. at a high level. Um, he's making plays. He's making the right reads, right checks. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for that guy. And Mahomes, you know, he's up there playing with, with some of the greats right now. You know, uh, I think uh, this game, if he wins, he'll get uh, up there with the Bradys and all that. You know, I, and I'm a really big fan of his and love what he stands for. And just the person he is, you can tell he's a genuine dude. For you personally, was it pretty cool? I mean, there was that Ohio State quarterback curse for a little bit. You, you heard about it once they went to the NFL, but you clearly have broken that now, <laughs> right? Was that special? Did you did that ever cross your mind at all? No, or? I think stuff like that is just for, like, people. For us. Yeah, for fans <laughs> and media. For, and for like, us to. You know, and it's, it's not no problem. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion and how they want to think about it. But, you know, I think Justin has done a great job. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to uh, have great years to come, and I'm really – uh, you know, excited to see him ball out these next couple years, you know, and um, for me personally, you know, I, I wasn't really on my mind, but uh, cool, like, we're going to yeah. get rid of it, like, you <laughs> yeah. might as well. So I think even the young guys coming up after me are going to do a great job coming to the league as well. This matchup we got with the Niners and Chiefs on Sunday, uh, do you have an X factor outside of Purdy and Mahomes, and do you have a, do you have a score um, prediction? I don't have a score prediction, but I do think um, – I do think Fred Warner is going to have a great game. Mm -hmm. um, I do think um, Sneed is going to have a great game. Uh, I love I love the corners uh, that, um, and I love the nickel. I'm forgetting his name, number 22. Uh, Trent McDuffie. Yeah, McDuffie is yeah. a great player coming from Washington. Um, I like I like honestly I like I like both defenses. I think it's going to be a defensive game early on. Uh, points will be scored more towards uh, halftime going into the second half. Um, but I think it's going to be a defensive game. 
But I do think Mahomes is going to play great. There we go, baby. (laughs) What was the hardest part going from college to the NFL? I mean, a lot of quarterbacks, they either sit behind a guy for a year. Patrick Mahomes did that. Obviously, uh, Jordan Love did it for multiple years. You know, that's always a big storyline. Do you throw the guy in right away to start? Do you let him sit back for a while? You were thrown into the fire, and you succeeded. I mean, you had one of the best rookie seasons in a long time. It's very Mahomes-esque, but that was his sophomore year in the NFL. What was that like for you to transition the NFL? What was the hardest part? Um, I would say just like the operational things, um, getting the plays from the inner, uh, the, from the headpiece, and not really getting signals, um, getting in and out the huddle at a high level. You know, just uh, running the show. You know, and that's something that Coach Day helped me out a lot. You know, and um, I really appreciate Coach Day preparing me like he did for the next level, which helped me uh, get used to things a little faster. You know, so um, that was probably the main uh, transition. Um, other than like guys, you know, playing at a high level, you know, just executing, seeing different defenses, uh, learning like the trees that you're about to play from coordinators, sure. stuff like that. So, if you had advice for high school stu- for high school athletes uh, that's going to transition from college to, to to the NFL, what advice would you um would you would you give? I would say enjoy, be where your feet is at, um, enjoy the time where you are, work hard, be focused. Uh, there's, there, you have your whole life to party and have fun, you know. Uh, you only have a couple opportunities and chances to play at a high level, especially in high school. You get nine to ten games if you're lucky. And then in college you get 12 to 15 games if you're lucky. And then you get in the league, you get 17. But there's, those are only a couple days out of the year um, that you get to show your talent and, and, and go play at a high level. So I would say, man, just uh, cherish those moments. You know, you, uh, some of the best times and memories I have high school and college so be where your feet is at, work hard. Uh, you have the rest of your life to have fun, you know. But uh, if you can focus for a little while of a season, then you can put your family and, and, and yourself into a, a great uh, position. When did you know you were going to Houston? Did, did you ever have any any potential chance that you thought you were going? What's up, Cam? Yeah, yeah, I, got you, I was about to ask him if he was going to be a Panther, former Panther. Cam. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. that's my dog. Um, I would say um, I honestly didn't know. Like, they kind of held their cars close to them. Sure. Um, yeah. And it wasn't until I got drafted, and I was like, okay, I'm going to Houston. I see the number <laughs> get on my phone ringing. I'm like, okay, but I honestly didn't know. I was at the draft, and just the smile on your face, just everything about it was so cool. You could tell that you were very excited to be a Houston Texan, and then all of a sudden, what's next? Will Anderson going with you. Yeah. What was your excitement level, and all of a sudden you see the Houston Texans trade back up, and they draft a cornerstone defensive player? Oh, uh, you know, I was really surprised because I thought um, we had number 12. So, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm over there talking to the Texan fans, and I look up, and I see, like, we're back on the board. I'm like, hold on, what's going on? <laughs> so, I was my first thought was, oh, they're going to take Will. So, uh, you know, it, it honestly it was a blessing because it took a lot of pressure off of me, you know, not being the only high pick, only, dra- only uh, high draft pick. And, uh, you know, I don't really necessarily believe in pressure, but, you know, it's, it's a – um, it's a lot of expectations get put on you when, when you're a high draft pick. And Will was right there with me. He's a heck of a teammate, heck of a friend, and a heck of a football player and somebody who is going to help this team win a lot of games. What can you say about Nico Collins, you know, as a, te- you know, as a, as a teammate? Like, what impressed you most of the season about Nico Collins? You know, like you said, he's a great teammate, a great person, um, a really vibrant spirit, you know, uh, uh, somebody who's going to work really hard, works hard on his body. But... Uh, just a heck of a football player. Like to be his size and move the way he does. Uh, I know he's a number one in this league, and uh, hopefully he gets paid and gets the money that he deserves because he definitely deserves it. Um, and I'm super proud of him and just the work that he's put in, the um, the really just the the attitude that he brings to this team. That just that winner mentality. Like he won't be denied, and I'm really proud of that guy. 
Obviously, I'm gonna give a huge shout out to Pepsi as well. What's your favorite Pepsi flavor? My favorite Pepsi flavor is Wild Cherry. It's one oh, of the yeah. best. Oh, yeah, yeah uh -huh. one of the best I've ever tasted. You know, just um, something that that's crisp, it's clean. Uh, you know, that ch that cherry flavor is just amazing. So, you know. Uh, Whoever wins the Super Bowl, I got uh, I got wild cherry for them if they if they want it. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's, it's crazy. The C.J. Stroud rookie trading card is the hottest card on the market right now. What's that like seeing your face, not only on a on a on a trading card, but it's one of the most popular ones in the world right now. It's amazing, you know. It's something that you, as a kid, you know, having trading cards, trying to get the best guy, you know, trying to get the hottest player. And for me to just be, uh, you know, one of those guys, it's been amazing. So hopefully next year we can get the, the most jersey sales too. <laughs> there we go. There you go, CJ. All right, when it comes to the, the Texans offense this year, I was, I was pretty intrigued. A lot of rookie quarterbacks, they either try and do two things. They're very aggressive or they try and take care of the football. You were somehow both. I mean, looking at the touchdown interception numbers, the ADOT, average yards of depth, I mean, it was all tops in the league, very, very high up. How were you able to be so aggressive and also take care of the football at such a high level? You know, just um, preparation, you know, seeing coverage, knowing what you're going against, um, really learning my plays and trying to get them down packed, like, uh, like the back of my hand, you know, just because, you know, the game goes at a fast pace when you're out there on the field. And um, my, my college coach used to always tell me, uh, the more that you can anticipate instead of react, the better that you're going to play. So uh, anticipating certain reads, anticipating certain windows to throw in uh, definitely help me take care of the football and also be aggressive. The, you know, like, I love your moxie, CJ. I, love, I, I just love your presence. Talk about the traits of being a quarterback. Like, what, like, like how is that important as a quarterback, you know, in the NFL? Like, like just, share about, you know, just share about those traits. Uh, yeah, I think the, the the one of my coaches in college name is Todd Fitch. Um, he was uh, a really big pivotal point in me getting better as a quarterback. Um, was really hard on me about full work, uh, eyes, and um, that's something that I think that as a quarterback you gotta have great feet and great eyes. Um, you can't see what you can't throw, and you can't throw a great pass without great feet. And uh, also the biggest intangible I feel like you can have is making everybody around you better. Um, that's something that I think is our job as quarterbacks to make everybody around us better. When it comes to the best defense you faced this year, who was the best defense you faced and why? What, what did they do that made it a little more difficult? I would say the Ravens, um, just because uh, everything ran between, um, you know, their backers with Apache Queen and Roquan Smith yeah. flying around making plays, great, two great players, and they played off each other really well. Then on the back end, having Kyle Hamilton, you know, um, having uh, Williams, number 32, was a great player, actually from my hometown. Uh, who made plays, and then their corners, uh, Marlon Humphrey, having uh, Stephens on the outside, uh, Justin uh, up front, number 92, and then David Alcon, they were packed, man, all over. Yeah. Uh, wow. And then Mike McDonald, uh, McDonald, excuse me, uh, a great coordinator. Um, he's going to do great things in Seattle. Been playing against him since college, and uh, he does a, a really – uh, a really good job of mixing the coverages up and uh, fire fire zones, also with replacement pressures, uh, man pressures. There's a lot of different things. Cover zero, like he does a lot of special things to put his guys in our position to make plays. Yeah, I know, Malcolm. You got something to give CJ uh, right yeah. here? I got something for you, CJ. A special one with Swag. I uh, appreciate that, man. Thank you, man. Again, That's love. We are here with Special Olympics. They do just a phenomenal job. Malcolm's here. Sterling Holmes, a fan side. CJ Stroud. Uh, rookie of the yeah. Year, Pepsi Zero Sugar, Rookie yeah. of the Year. Yes, sir. Wild Cherry Spot, baby. Thank you guys for having me, man. This means a lot. I appreciate y'all, hey, man. Thank Absolutely. you, CJ. CJ, thanks so much. Thank you, thank you. Congratulations, Congratulations man. Congratulations, CJ.
Thanks. Hey, good luck next good year, luck. too, man. Good luck, man. That's awesome. It's been a... Uh, been amazing. Been a bit of quarterback yeah. carousel for, from the uh, older, older to the younger. Older. Yeah. We, we've had Kurt Warner, Matt yes. Ryan, Dan Marino yesterday. Dan Marino yesterday. We've yesterday. gone all around, and now we have the new young face of the we NFL, C.J. Stroud. We, we have the next generation of quarterbacks coming up behind C.J. All right, Malcolm, we're going to wrap it for today. Yeah. Okay. I'll be back a little bit later on with Patrick Allen on the Arrowhead Attic stream in about 20 or so minutes. So, Malcolm, until next time. Until next time. We are out. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.